Hi, Finn. How are you going? I'm doing Shut well. up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. My name is Yutha Shite. Your name is Finn Sound Nicholas. This is Shite and Sound. And today we lost. We, we watched. We lost. <laughs> we looked into the void. Oh, a third voice you hear. Oh, Hello. That's right. Who could that be? <laughs> what sort of exotic white guy's voice is that? Hello. Blue haired YouTuber comedian. So, like, you are very close to being Sonic the Hedgehog in a lot of ways. <laughs> That's who yeah, I model f- myself f- on. F- famous YouTuber and comedian Sonic. <laughs> he would uh, he be. He would be. Yeah. I, there must be, in the sequel, him and Idris Elba as Knuckles. Oh, <laughs> anyway. anyway, Yeah, as Ben McGugan is here. Uh, we did just do an intro, which I thought was fine, but Finn didn't like, no. so Finn is going to run this intro. <laughs> oh, but you just did an intro, but what are you on about? Okay, no, but you can do more. You tell tell more about, about Ben. He's Ben McGugan. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. He's a great standard comedian. He used to live in the same flat as, as our previous guest, Josh Davies. Yeah. We decided to have Ben McGugan on uh, because uh, Ben McGugan loves garbage. Yeah. He loves swimming in the fucking trash. Yeah. yeah. And he loves things that are bad. He, ben is a person who I watched, what until today I considered uh, to be the worst movie I'd ever seen, Loquisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched that with Ben a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, Ben is is a connoisseur of the films of Neil Breen. Mm. Uh, You've both done an intro for me now, so now it's my turn (laughs) to intro me. Um, Yeah, I've seen uh, Hello, I'm Ben McGugan, and I've uh, seen... Every Neil Breen film at least twice, I think. Except for one of them. Except for one of One of them, only once. (laughs) And never again. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, how we introduce our guests uh, now, uh, we, we guess their top four films. Uh, uh, are any of them uh, superhero films? Yes. Is, uh, is one of them Avengers Infinity War? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. I think I Dang. told you yes, that. Yes, okay, you yeah. Are the other three also Marvel films? No. Are DC films? No. Any more superheroes? No. Okay, comic books generally, though? No. All right, so any all in the English language? One of them's not in the English language. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it animated? Sorry, two of them aren't in the English language. Oh, one of they- them, and the, one of the ones that isn't is an animated one. Is, yeah. it, is it a Ghibli film? Is yes. It, yeah. Is okay. So, Spirited Away. No. Uh, it's a Miyazaki though. Yeah. Yeah. Totoro. No. Okay. Is it about? Does it have a flying pig in it? No. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because like, like if I was going to pick a a, a a Miyazaki movie, it seemed like it'd be a it'd be like a Ben. It'd, it'd be Porco Rosso. Would think so. But like, um, is it one of his like cute ones or one of the like ones where fucked up stuff happens? Not a cute one. It is Princess Mononoke. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredible Finn's choice. Two for two. Yeah. I I feel terrible. But in, okay, there's another one not in the English language. Yes. Is, is it also in Japanese? No. Okay. okay. Is it in French? No. Is it in Russian? No. Is it from Europe? No. Is it from Asia? Yes. Uh, the, Asia's so big. <laughs> is, uh, is, it, is it from China? No. Okay. Is it from Taiwan? No. Is it from uh, uh, is it, uh, is India? It, is it a Bollywood no. film? Is it from Hong Kong? No. Is it from South Korea? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it, oh. Is it about an it, old boy? No. It, but, 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 it, but it is a Park Chan Wook. Yes. Uh, yes. Is, is it Thirst? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you told me that before as well. Yeah. Ah, okay. This this is a great list. Yeah. Thank you. And okay, so your last one is in English. English. It's live action. Mm-hmm. Is it from Britain or America? Neither. Oh. Oh, is it from New Zealand? Yes. Ah. Is, it, is it a Lord of the Rings movie? Yes. Ah, I mean, 
uh, those is, films are from is America. It, uh, wow. is, is it uh, the Two Towers? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So unpack that for me. Two Towers. Yeah. Why is that the best? Um, Return of the King has just. You know, obviously the ending's a little bit too long. Yeah. Regular complaints, but, you know, a little bit too leaning too much on the divine right of kings stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's fair. Fellowship it takes a little bit to, I don't know, it's just not as enjoyable as Two Towers for right. me. Oh, I just, yeah, no, I just, I'm fl- like, my thinking on Return of the King is the same, but I'm I'm flipped on Fellowship and Two Towers. I just yeah. find Fellowship more fun. Fellowship is fun. Two oh, Towers. Yeah, no, I, I, this is not me saying any of them are bad. No. So, Perfect film. <laughs> Two Towers is, um, yeah, just um, the most fun for me. Okay. No particular my, reason. My, my favorite thing about, about Two Towers is, uh, is in the extended edition, uh, anytime there's a close-up on Treebeard's face, it looks like a Mighty Boosh sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His yeah. face looks like shit, and I, lo- I love it so yeah, much. it's very good. Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we watched number 49 on the Sight and Sound list. Histories to Cinema, uh, Jean-Luc Godard's expansive and bewildering four and a half hour long montage film. Our second film this week is Neil Breen's five film retrospective, uh, possibly the single worst piece of media ever produced. So I have one initial question for you, Finn. Yeah. What is your definition of media that you're working from there? Uh, everything from a child's finger painting uh, to an ISIS beheading video. Yeah, because I am... It, the, the, the exceptions I want to think of about this being the worst piece of media ever are... Yeah, videos of public executions, um, horrific footage created by sex offenders. Like, those. that is... That feels like the genre uh, of footage I, I, we're I, I in, would, I would right? watch any Faces of Death movie before I watched this again. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Finn's cancelled. Finn's cancelled. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, Faces... Explain to Ben what Faces of Death is. I know. Yeah, Ben knows about Faces of Death. How many Faces cool of guy. Death have you had? <laughs> okay. Ben's <laughs> 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 yeah. a cool guy who's into snuff films. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Do you... When did you first get into snuff content, Ben McGugan? I don't remember a time before snuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was mm. tobacco and tin. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like, watched Bambi and I was like, cool, cool, cool. But can we ramp this up? And escalated pretty quickly to snuff. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I, it, that's a pretty standard arc. That's your usual <laughs> yeah. snuff content. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been introduced. Let's lose our minds. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so the the collective length of the movies we watched this week was uh, like roughly ten and a half hours. Yeah, two day split. We did one yesterday, and we just finished one. Yeah, uh, 
History's the Cinema is just under four and a half. Yeah. And, uh, and Neil's Neil, like 10. And Neil Breen's five film retrospective is five hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> and feels like, or like I, I a week. No idea. Like a lifetime. Yeah. 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 We could have taken shifts watching it and nothing would have changed. No, because he shows the same footage with the same narration over and over and over again. But, but we do, we start with the sound film, yeah. the allegedly sound film. So Finn, yeah. uh, at this table, you're the one who thinks History's de Cinema is good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 had a, I had a really fun time with History's de Cinema. Yeah. I want you to sell the majority of this on how it is not just like drunk a drunk on its own farts endless montage that seems to be willfully wasting the audience's time no that's that's what i like about it okay i i i i like <laughs> I, 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 I think that is good i think that is what is good about it i'm not like hugely well versed in goddard's filmography i've seen like a few of his early films i've seen alphaville and contempt yeah. I've seen a bunch of like late sixties, early seventies stuff uh, when he was with a group called v- called the Ziga Vertov Group, where mm. they were trying to uh, were uh, him and a bunch of other like French uh, communist filmmakers were like all, all the, the like the, the, the way that people edit films is totally bourgeois. We've got to we've got to get rid of that, and so they they decided to like from the ground up try and recreate a like to tr- like try and create a Marxist. Uh, a, a like Marxist film grammar right. and the first movie they made is called The Wind from the East which is shit <laughs> it's super boring and it's garbage but then like over the next three or four years you see them like you see them like develop and like learn how to express the ideas they want to express in a right. totally new way and it is like a really interesting experience to like watch all those movies in a row and I think he comes up with something well I think they come up with something really good at the end of it and then, uh, like, after that period, we get to what is considered late period Godard, which has gone on for, like, almost 40 years now. Yeah, no, his his, his last die. film came out in 2018, The Image But Yeah. And he had, yeah, he's doing one about every four years and yeah. has been since the 80s. Um, and that's not even counting this. Yeah. The, uh, all of my Godard knowledge, apart from histories to cinema, is is... I've seen Breathless. I've seen, I feel like the big ones. I've seen Breathless, Band of Outsiders, Band Apart, Alphaville, Pierre the Pierre Le Fou, mm. Masculine, Feminine, and two or three things I know about her, and right. maybe one other, but I, I can't yeah. remember. Um, and I like those all fine. So, like Breathless and Band Apart, I love as films, and the rest are ones I appreciate more than I love. Yeah. And I, yeah, but I kind of agree with the hype generally. Yeah. Where what's you because you've seen Breathless, Ben? Yeah, I saw Breathless. I didn't like it, and I like it even less now. <laughs> yeah, what didn't you like about it? Just boring. Yeah, that makes sense. Boring, horny idiot. Like, I mean, you're, but like you, you're also someone who self-identifies as a horny idiot. Yeah, yeah but, but I, he's never boring. I'm not on my ass about it. I want to. I want to. I want to come. Wanna come baby. I'm not going to like. I think there's a the tendency with. Um, People like this, this, whenever I see tits on film in stuff like this, I think there's only just like, is there tits and breathless? There's butts. Um, <laughs> um, but like, it's just like, whenever you see stuff like that, there's always yeah. the, this tone of like, well, I think about tits all the time. So, and I've got a genius brain, <laughs> so it must be good cinema. I'm going to put it in my film. It's yeah. not like exploitative or anything. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that in Breathless and History to Cinema. I was just like, all right, bud, <laughs> fucking come on. <laughs> I, 
Okay, and he over over about ten years, he made histories do cinema. Yeah, which which is uh, which is an an like eight part film where each of it's it's in four parts. Each of those is in two episodes, right, yeah, yeah. and they were broadcast uh, on television over over that time yeah. in in pairs. This is a film where I think the title sort of lies to you. Yeah, you hear the name "Histories to Cinema," which yeah. means the story of cinema, and you think, "Oh, he's going to the history of cinema." It's a pun. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Oh, he's going to he's going to be like going through film from from like from like Georges Méliès, and he's going to go up to the late '80s, and he's going to like t- t- like t- t- tell us how things evolved, and like ha- and like mm. how his films fit in there, and all, all that sort of stuff." I think if you asked him, he would still say that he did do. Oh, that, I mean, like that, that's like possibly like that. That is be like well, vague, that, can... like that. That's the like vague structure of it. But I, but it is a joke though. Yeah, and yeah. it's and and it's a joke that I did like, and I liked. So I liked the title, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> and no, I liked a bit more. I than think that. It is, I think we can be a resource in this moment because looking at the this film is quite hard to find. We hired it from Aro Video. Uh, check out Aro Video if you're, if, in, if New you're Zealand. in New Zealand. If you're in New Zealand, yeah, it's, it's the only place in the country you can find it. I think. Yeah, everything that talks about it, like you read the Wikipedia. Summary and it's like a soaring lyrical tribute to film, and it is very hard to to while reading that picture what the film is. Mm. So this is what the film is. It is imagine you had iMovie and you got clips of your two hundred favorite films and some porn. And, and no, then it's included <laughs> in that, I presume. Mm-hmm. And you just applied any filter you wanted and then would just rapidly or slowly cut between them. And sometimes you shoot a bit of footage of yourself, Jean-Luc Godard, at, at a tight... Sm- a smoke and a stogie. At an irritating typewriter. Oh my God, that little... <laughs> <laughs> and you repeat the noise over and over again. And then you, like, really unfortunately accidentally skip to a flashing sequence, which gives you a seizure and you just smash the keyboard and so now you've got this five hour long file rendering out that's what it looks like it is, it is relentless repetitive and it has like the thing that drove me crazy about it and the reason i really don't like it mm. is that it has no shape it yeah. is for something that's so heavily demarked it's in these four parts each of those four parts has two halves it is there is no sense of build it is just clip after clip after clip. And, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, uh, I think that part 3A has a, has a fairly clear thesis, but that's about the only one. Yeah, but even in demonstrating that thesis, it is just it is just stuff. It does not, and like I, I have no doubt there was a lot of craft that mm. went into this, mm-hmm. but it feels interminable. Because it feels like an opening montage to a documentary that never ends. Yeah. There were parts where I would, could get on board. Yeah. Where I was like, this is a, like not the history of cinema. It is um, John Luke Goddard's musings on Hitler and Pussy for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, and, 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 Cutting Snow White cut, to the psycho music. Yeah. 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 And, and, so, and there were parts where it was like, like a like a theme park ride, like you're yeah. just sort of going along. Like, okay, where are we yeah. going next? Yeah, Let's it, go. It, like it's going so fast, and it's not like telegraphing where it's going to go next at yeah. all. And yeah, and, and so you you just get like weird tonal whiplash every every few seconds. Yeah, and there were parts of it that I was into it, and then it was just keep going, mm-hmm. and and the, or they just he'd show a still of um, a background of 
um, uh, people in a concentration camp with the foreground being hardcore pornography. And I'm like, fuck up, you old creep. And <laughs> all it's observed, whenever it does those juxtapositions, it's so like teacher in a beanie sitting backwards in a chair yeah. being like oh yeah did you know that have you thought about how war and sex are the same you thing about this. there's some shit in there i'm like i don't even think you know what you're like one of the lines <laughs> no, was like no, no. the best films are ones that cannot be seen i'm like i don't even give a <laughs> shit what you mean by that you fuck yeah it is as someone i like I think you're a literalist, Ben. Like you, you take things as they are given. Sure. And, and I, I am much more prone to accept metaphor as a way of working. Like I am the target market for Jean Luc Godard spending for us to go. Like the best films are ones you cannot see. And even then, I'm like, no, fuck you, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. And there's also a sense of like I'm, I'm building this, 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 this cathedral to film and I want to be like no but there there are actually people dying <laughs> you know like mm. it just seems and like, in, the, in the cathedral of film that he's built the stained glass windows are all pictures from his films just, yeah. by, just oh. by chance just by chance yeah no he is no it's you know Germany year zero it's it's just the best film to lose. <laughs> there's so much contempt in this film there, there there's good chunks of Band Apart and Breathless as well I mean mm. Germany year zero isn't one of his films Germany year zero is uh, Germany is- year 990 oh that's a different film that's the sequel to Alphaville sorry right. yeah I was just misreading this list yeah. anyway G- I, G- yeah. G- 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 Germany years there was like Rossellini I think you no you're absolutely yeah. right um so I and I just I get doing it as a prank and, and I get doing like because his whole career has been like people make films this way what if you made films the opposite yeah, no, exactly. way and and this is him at, at like the end of the 80s when like video is now has kind of, killed yeah. the radio star yeah, it's now so like a way that you can actually make a film and and there and there are all these options that never existed before for like how you can mess with an image and how you can like fuck with structure in a film and mm. And so I, I, as a piece of like film philosophy, I didn't particularly get anything out of this. They're like individual observations, which, which, which I enjoyed. But I think a, as a piece of aggressively anti-commercial video art, I, I had a very, very good time with this. I, 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 like, I, I, I would, I would, I would not put this on my top hundred movies of all time. I, I like, yeah. But like, I, I was for, for a four and a half hour long movie. I was not really bored at any points so i checked my phone a couple times but like but mostly i was like watching it i was like mostly into it yeah i yeah i just bounced off it hard but yeah i will look the thing that makes me hate it is that it is at like 45 on this list for, uh, for, for 49 mm. i think yeah which is just it's just like 10 people voted for it uh, ni- 19 19 people vo- that's obscene to that's me that's nuts uh that that feels like okay this is what it is it's the worst of art film it yeah. is people seeing this this like and like it's fine if you'd like it that's fine but it is like there's 120 years of cinema mm. and this is just empirically a a a a, a frenchman <laughs> smelling his own fats like if yeah. this wasn't by Godard it would not be near the list 
And sure, but but like but like the the like context of it being Godard does change what the film is. Yes, but it doesn't make that not enough to make it even faintly close to be on a list that doesn't contain Suspiria 2018. I mean, this list did come out six years before Suspiria was released. I mean, okay, then that doesn't contain Spirited Away. And it does contain Spirited Away, it's just lower down the list. Yeah, I know, above it, above it. Wrong. Okay, so, but you call it, you appreciate it as video art. Yeah. Uh, That's not a film. It's not a documentary. That's another (laughs) thing that unites it. I just, yeah, no, I, I, I I want you to defend what is so you said all the things I don't like about it are what you like about it. Yeah, I can you explain that to me? I mean, I, I am someone who uh, who enjoys a lot of uh, very uh, confrontational and off-putting art. Uh, that's that's one of my things. I like I like yeah. I like extreme metal. I like uh, I, I like noise rock. I like stuff that is made to make you feel uncomfortable. I like Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, and and this this does the things that I like about about those. Yeah. So do you? But do you? Be, that is something that is best done from within a niche, right? Like every step of the way along this path, like having to get it out of our video, which is great. I love to support our video. They've just got a streaming service out. And then, then watching it on on a cold Friday uh, in in Auckland. Like, that's all fine, but being like, this is the 49th best piece of cinema ever made. But like, uh, like as, I think as we've talked about before, like, this list isn't just the best movies. Mm-hmm. It, it is the movies that most exemplify, like, what you can do with cinema. And like, the, 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 this ain't it. Like, but like, but like, this is a thing you can do. Yeah, you, okay, you, you, could. You, you, you can make the argument that you shouldn't, which I think is fine. Okay, but like, but then like, why have this on the list and not any Derek Jarman? Like, maybe the people who voted for it like it more than Derek Jarman. I presume that comes up from homophobia then. I want to assume all sorts of things because it does feel like it's any praise it gets is because Goddard is an, a grumpy old bastard and grumpy old bastards make great art and they're the only ones that can make great art. Like it, it feels really entitled, the whole yeah. film. Goddard's work getting extra points for being by Goddard kind of goes against everything I think is good about Goddard's earlier work. Yeah. yeah. This is everything that like hack people that think that French cinema is stuffy and boring and this is exactly what that is. Well, the thing I, I, I said while we were watching it is that like this is just another one of those art films that proves that all parodies of art film don't go far enough. Yeah. Like every bizarre montage you've seen in a sitcom episode about how Britta on Community was once in an art film mm. is more restrained, more logical than this. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just feels and like like, like the, 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 this, this is a film that doesn't think that restraint or logic are particularly important. Yes, and like that—that's yeah, that's not inherently yeah. bad. Um, I don't think being Jean Luc Godard gives you any more right to waste five hours of my time, though. Yeah, I also don't think he's especially good at it. Do you know what it reminds yeah. me of? Is like sixties um, and seventies folk artists who discovered like electronica in the eighties and had a go at it and it didn't like, yeah. And it just didn't go so well for them. You know, like 
It was like that. It was like he was discovering the technology at the same time he was using it. And it yeah, because because everyone was discovering the technology. That's, yeah, that's, and and, yeah. and and because it's Goddard, we gave him a pass, even though he's well, a and, baby. And, and one and also like he's doing this in eighty eight, mm. and this technology has been around at, for a decade at this point. So it is mm. not like it, it is much more accessible and much more common, but like. Quantile level like color processing and in changing of video speed on video discs has has been is it's not that new sure, when yeah, he yeah. when he's doing it and is also like we we we've talked multiple times uh, on this podcast about how the curse of loving any art form is that it is an addiction cycle which you crave harder and harder stuff and like that's mm. the cycle of Goddard's career Breathless is his first film and. By far and away, I think his most accessible one. Yeah. And, and as he goes deeper and danker, he's like, "I'm going to reject all the rules until, like, he's yeah. just going to, you know, release a live feed of uncompressed video from his grave when he dies." You <laughs> when, know, when it was when uh, history of the cinema was most comprehensible was when it was just like being stuck at a pub with the worst contrarian dickhead you've ever met. And he's just rambling at you about all sorts of, about how Americans are bad at film. Like, I get it, bro. Fuck up. Well, and like, I think those are interesting things to discuss, but like unpack them, slow down for a minute. And I'm not even saying that it has to like cut to a talking head of him being like, well, Nicholas Ray was the last American who I cared about. It is like, no, take us through a moment. Take us through whatever this Styles version of an argument is, yeah. But it is like, no, I am just going to do an iris wipe at high speed for thirty seconds, so mm. you juxtapose this image of let's fucking say Dumbo flying against, I don't know, the towering and yeah. the yeah, long yeah, 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 and it is, and it's just like, I yeah, I th- it is no, but, okay. This is I will crystallize it. Mm. That that the shine that the sight and sound list has enough voters to put who th- look at this film and think this is this deserves to be on that list makes me doubt the whole list. It makes me doubt the foundations of reality. <laughs> and I I mean part of it is that it's obscure. I think that's kind of and I can understand how it's probably like a con if you're deep in Goddard and have read the book and you own the soundtrack on CD, which you can also own. I could understand this being like a connoisseur's pick, but all my connoisseur's picks are like, they're not the thing I'd recommend, you know? Mm. Like, but yeah, just, I think we're being too mean. And <laughs> I say don't. something, yeah. It, I'm ready to go off on John Luke Goddard. He can fucking catch these hands. <laughs> it, I, and I also want you to talk about why you feel so yeah. drawn to media that hurts you. Oh, because what else is there to do? Like, eat an orange. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like oranges. You don't. Uh, what is what? your favorite citrus? Lemon. Outsider art of citrus fruits. <laughs> no, like but limes though. Well, yeah, limes are pretty good. They're, they're better than lemon. Are yeah. the limes better than lemons? Yeah, limes are good lemons. Yeah. Where do you stand on ugly fruit? Well, I don't know what that is. It's a kind of citrus. Oh, I mean, I have no opinion. I've never heard of uh, it. Yeah. Kumquats. 
Don't think we've ever had one. You're like they're like depth charges of sourness. No, grapefruit. Yeah. Uh, I hate grapefruit. What the what fuck are you talking about? I think grapefruit fucking you, sucks shit. You wow. don't you like death metal wow. films that confront you and you don't like grapefruit, the most confronting fruit to eat. <laughs> yeah. Don't like grapefruit. What okay. So we we have already and may have will be talking in the future about what caused Neil Breen. But like, what was the first piece of media that really hurt you, Finn? And like, why, and why are you chasing you like that it? high? Yeah, uh, it was uh, uh, it, it was the song "Bad Out of Hell" by Meatloaf. Yeah, when I was like five years old. My dad used to play it in the car, and I was so terrified by it. But I would sit in the backseat of the car crying whenever he played "Bad Out of Hell." Wow, was but, it because of the sweet album art? A little oh, bit, yeah. So that album art's incredible. Fucking cool. God, yeah. just like I was like five years old. We were like driving home in the dark. And, and he put on Bed Out of Hell. He's like singing about murderers and zombies and stuff. And it was like, oh no. Wow. And like, it's still, you know. And they effed you up. Yeah. So, oh, well, I mean, I mean, also, uh, when I was four years old, uh, to stay home from school one day because I was sick, halfway through a day, uh, my, my, my dad got a phone call from my mum uh, who was at an airport in, uh, in, in Thailand. She, she just left to go to Italy the day before and uh, uh, got, a, got a phone call from my mum. And uh, my mom said, hey, turn on the TV. And my dad turned it on. And not everything's happening. And because I was home from school that day, he just uh, put me in front of a TV. And so I just w- watched the news of 9-11 happening over and over again all day. Oh. And um, my, 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 my dad, who's a clinical psychologist, thinks that that's the moment that did it. That could have been it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I'm, I mean, of course, to uh, to show uh, uh, my uh, just just how smart my dad is. My 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 mum on the phone said, "Should I get on a plane and come back?" And my dad was like, "No, it'll be fine. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go, go on, have your holiday." Okay. Um. Why? Okay. I like. I don't. There's not a nice way to ask this. Yeah. But why don't you want to change that about yourself? What? I'm leaving in that silence. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, the theme just slowly. <laughs> no, but like, if, no, like, it, art that hurts you is great. Yeah. It is, I just want it to be a little, it just feels like Goddard working, talking about these things, and in this style is such fertile ground. And the fact that it is just a, it feels like just a fuck around. Is what well, I, I would. Me. I would. I would like to know what the people who voted for it like. What what their what their reasoning is and what they see in it. If I had like more time last night, I would have like tried to find some some like some like like some like writings on this and 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 read up on, on what it is that like actual like film people love about it. But and I'm sure because yeah, there's there's a book that essentially mm-hmm. annotates it. Yeah, and I'm sure if I read that and then watched it, I would be like, no, oh. Mm-hmm. But the very, I'm, my lip is bleeding, right? It yep. is, yes. Sorry. I, I picked it a cold sore. Um, uh, but like the very fact, so I'm just going to be tasting blood for the rest of this podcast. Oh. That's actually quite appropriate. It's hardcore. Um, I'm surprised we're all bleeding from the nose. <laughs> I, or, again, or, or the eyes. Yeah. Again, I do think it is highly likely that in the next couple of months we will all drop dead simultaneously. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I kind of got the same thing out of out, out of history to cinema, but I get out of like the raid two. 
I was like, oh, this is fucked up. This this is this is just nonstop shit that I but I'm just like very excited by it, but I don't I don't fully understand this for like plot. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't need a book to understand the raid too. Oh no, that's got a surprisingly weird it's got a surprisingly confusing plot. Oh yeah, yeah, but you can just but there is a good action beat every five minutes yeah, in yeah. that film. Whereas in mm. this, so much of the meaning is generated to get real fucking Eisenstein film yeah. 101 on this. So much of the meaning is on him juxtaposing your associations between things. Yeah. Again, like the- there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing he does over and over again, which is a, a, a trick that fooled me every single time, where he puts the name of a movie on the screen and then shows a clip from a different movie. <laughs> and God, he's a scam, it, isn't it, he? Yeah, it is. Like I'd call it, him a clever dick, but yeah, that scamper just synonyms like, at this point. Like first few times it confused me, and then it like started annoying me. And by then I was like, yeah, he did it again. Ha, got me. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a bit where um, there's a bit where he shows a video of a man lying on the ground uh, with, a, with, a, uh, with a woman wearing a dress standing over him. And there's a close-up of a man's face and his mouth is open. And then the woman starts pissing in his mouth. Mm. And then the text comes on the screen and says, Aladdin and a magic lamp. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. And there's, there's, there's quite, almost each one contains porn. Yeah. Graphic. Yeah. Yeah, there, 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 there is there Which is, is probably part of why it's hard to find. Yeah. And also I assume rights things. Yeah, yeah. this must be a huge issue, right? Yeah. Like there's Yeah, no, this, this is this would be like Paul's boutique of 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 montage films. Um but yeah, there, there, there is a there is a scene where where he like intercuts uh, pictures of Hitler with with uh, with images from hardcore pornography and like there's, literally if like Think of a film, and at some point in history's de cinema, is it in, it is intercut with an image of Hitler? Yeah, yeah. Hitler's the fucking main character of this piece. Well, he, well, well yeah, because like his his like thesis for the film is like film is the defining art form of the twentieth century, mm-hmm. and like you like cannot think of the history of the twentieth century without film being involved. Film is how nations produce propaganda. It is the like major art form. A thing like brought communities together. It is like the thing that shaped how like western society functioned in the 20th century is his, is his thesis and the other thing that shaped western society was world war ii and the rise of fascism and and, yeah. and, and like and so like because goddard is such a political filmmaker his thing is like you kind of cannot separate film and fascism as the two defining features of the 20th century and he he wants to like look at how at like how they at how they influence each other how they comment on each other and you're making a very skeptical face. No, I got it. Yeah, I yeah. got it. It's but, just, but, but you got it the first time. I got it the first yeah, time. Yeah. And there's yeah, a lot yeah, of this no. film I didn't get because mm. there's a lot of uh, film references that I just did, went over my head and mm. I don't want to get them. I don't want it. Yeah. I this is of all the films for us to have a guest on, on a, like you're excited for your take on Brain. I have don't think I've ever felt worse about showing someone a film than showing the, you the one-two punch that you boys delivered me with these <laughs> these, these two yeah. films back yeah. to back. As we promised that Josh has to come back to do films that aren't about blind people, we just you will come back and do films that are like I'll take I'll films. take films that are under two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. all I want. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll 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 be able to do that for you, <laughs> Thank you. one day. Yeah, and and film like really. 
no films with like really really grim footage like that like really grim shit if you're gonna watch yeah. history oh, yeah. to cinema make it, sure you're not eating yeah. yeah both of these films were incredibly disquieting yes oh, which was yeah. part of the maddeningness of them one unintentionally so yeah, yeah. And, and history to cinema is Filled with images of actual dead bodies, of footage from from concentration camps, of like mass graves, of of like Vietnam War, like uh, war crimes. It is, yeah, it, it is a it is a very like it is a very like purposely con- confronting and difficult film. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it, it is it is not an easy watch on any level, really. But nothing comes close to Neil Breen calmly explaining yeah. his fucking I madness. I just don't think there is much more to say about histories to cinema, apart from the fact that it is just, it is relentless. Yeah. And, and like, what I think watching it apart a night would be better. Mm. Yeah. But I also, th- like, I, like, I understand the appeal of, like, you know, what if it just, what, wouldn't it be crazy if I just made a six, five hour long montage of films that I'm interested in? And it is almost in, in that, come on, come on, um, Chris Marker way, yeah. where Chris Marker makes films just for himself. He's the guy who made Sans Soleil and La Jete. Um, for like a four and a half hour long montage of of porn and war crimes and and early cinema, this is a very personal film for 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 for, for, for Goddard. This is, I would say, the best five hour long montage of porn and war crimes I've ever seen. <laughs> I, but, but not the only one. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, the other one was six hours. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I just don't think there's much more to say. Right. I think it was shite. Yeah. I think it is one of the shites where I entirely in 10 years could watch in a different headspace and think it's the best film ever made. Mm. But right now I'm actually really quite angry at yeah. it in a way that I haven't felt like since Crash or Intolerance. Um, Ben's also with me on shite. Yeah, and yeah. Where, where are you? I'm full on sound. <laughs> it, it, I think if, if, if a movie can, can keep my attention for four and a half hours, that's cause it, it is a, it, I think it's a, a sound film. I, yeah. Like, I'm probably not going to watch it again anytime soon. Yeah. But like I, I, I had a, I had a good time with it. I, I enjoyed, uh, uh, several of, of the observations that it made. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the like rhythm of, of, of the editing. I've, and, and and I think that like this, this is a film that you can look at it on multiple levels, and I'm less interested in the in the philosophical stuff that he's going for. And I I I just like like I I mainly just enjoy the relentlessness of 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 his of his style. Yeah, Finn, I consider you a close friend. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing this podcast together, but um, that is all. That none of that makes the film good. All of that makes you broken. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I have no choice. I'm. I have to find a way to like neurolinguistically program <laughs> you. You know, like I need to develop as 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 we as we do <laughs> many more episodes <laughs> of this show to like just occasionally just shock you until you're different. I ha- like it's, it's my moral obligation. It's like a public health act. I have to tell you. How do you feel about that as uh, a stance? Uh, negatively. Uh, yeah. I mean, you won't eventually. <laughs> That's the nice thing. He's gonna happy, happy, joy, joy you. So you won't even bother. 
So, uh, <laughs> so uh, even though I disagree with you two, uh, there are uh, uh, a few people who uh, who also think that this is a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, Sane people, people with, people with hearts, life, and hope. <laughs> oh, did they get too personal? I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Okay. Great, sweet ass. Uh, and to be clear, that was me going, "Great, sweet ass," that you get the the joke of it, <laughs> and not like, "Great, you're, I'm grinding you down." <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, uh, so I'm not really going to torture Finn. Fantastic. It'll be a mercy. Uh, so uh, this this is uh, this is a review by Letterbox user Joshua Wilson. Oh, uh, he gave it a half, Dubs. He gave it half a star. Yeah. Can you believe? Yes. Yes. Because there's no option for no stars. If I'm a Philistine, then I'm a Philistine. But I have to call BS on this assault on the senses. There was one or two moments where I thought the relentless free associations and cacophony of images might begin to cohere into an idea, but I can't recall what they were. This is possibly the most unpleasant and tedious noise I've ever subjected myself to. Yeah. Yes. I love yeah. him. He must have great taste. So. Uh, uh, what would you like to uh, try to try guess in his top four movies? Oh, I quite like you, that. You, you can join in on this as well. Okay. The first film on the list, uh, a lot of it takes place underwater. Is it underwater? It is not. Is it The Abyss? It is not. Is it Titanic? It is not. Is it a James Cameron It is film? not. Is it Finding Nemo? It's not. Okay, is it animated? No. Uh, all right. Is it underwater? No, you already asked me. Oh, is it... Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. No. Although it does take place in a submarine. Ah. It's oh, the do- Wes Anderson one. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, sub- submarine Boys. Yes, correct. <laughs> it is the, the Life Aquatic with, with Steve Zissou. Okay. Have you seen that film? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. There, 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 are, there are scenes that take place in a submarine. It doesn't what, all take place one, in a submarine. Yeah, one yeah. scene. The, the, the pivotal scene. The key scene. No. The. Okay. The most important scene in a movie takes place in a submarine. No. I don't think that's the, I, the most important thing is the reception to the film at, at the end. Mm, I just, anyway. I've not seen is it. Is it Dust Boat? <laughs> uh, the, the second film on the list is an Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, is it good? Yeah. Is it the best? No. Uh, Rear Window? No. It's no. Psycho? No. North by Northwest? No, it, but, but it is a Cary Grant. Uh, oh, come on, To Catch a Thief. Nope. Earlier. Gremlins 2. <laughs> yes, it's Gremlins, the new it's, it's Gremlins 2, the new batch, directed by Joe Dante. Okay, great. Um, and starring Phoebe Cates and uh, whatever that other guy's called. Yeah. Uh, how many words in the title? One. Vertigo? No, that's not No, that's, that's after and it's not. What's it? Come on. It's, it's Jimmy Stewart. And yeah, Vertigo. yeah. Cary Grant. I thought. What is it? It is notorious. Oh, it's yeah. one where him and Ingrid Bergman go to Brazil to catch Nazis. Um, yeah, one. and it's about the notorious B.A.G. Yeah. Uh, the next film is about... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's based on several Shakespeare plays. Gremlins 2. Yes. The new batch. Correct. With the electric gremlin uh-huh. and the spider gremlin. Uh, and the very hot lady gremlin. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, is it an Orson Welles film? It is, it's yeah. Chimes of Midnight. It is. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is a film that is uh, that is higher up the the sound list in history's to cinema. Yeah. Okay. Is it literally any film you ever made? Uh, yeah, Except uh, yes, for it, one, it, it, which we're about to discuss. Yes, it, it, it is one of the films that has ever been made. <laughs> okay. Well, so it's not the best film, as no. Godard would tell us. 
It is a film by an Iranian filmmaker about a different Iranian filmmaker. Ah. Uh, um, uh, is it the documentary where he's, he's like on film mostly on a phone? No. Oh, in the in his apartment. Yeah. No. It's by by Abbas Kiristami. Close up. Yeah, it's close yeah, up. Yeah. Uh so Ben. Yo. Yeah, you've seen all of Breen at least twice, at least with twice. one exception. Can you tell us to introduce us? Pretend we've never heard of Neil Breen. Neil Breen is a writer. Producer. I'm trying to remember the order he goes in every time he says yeah, it on yeah. this fucking documentary. Um, uh, writer, producer, director, um, and star. And caterer. Of, and caterer yeah. of all of and his. And editor, yeah. And, and oh, edit, he's not editor? Oh, he, he, he's no, not a guy. He, 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 he co-edits. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and... In in the vein of like your Tommy Wiseau's, just um, a complete freak um, who <laughs> makes also like a worse filmmaker than Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, like less competent, yeah. less aware of anything His that's green going around. Look worse. Somehow less charismatic, yeah. less. Oh yeah, just dead on screen. Absolutely dead on. <laughs> just like the worst kind of actor you could possibly imagine, and um, and he makes. Essentially, he's got two films. There's not a lot of difference in between them. He's got five, but two of them. One of them is he's a hacker genius um, who's uh, who's a, a sex machine, or sex machine love. patriot, yeah. um, <laughs> and the other one is he's robot space Jesus, and he comes down to Earth to be really judgy for ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, genocide. And then genocide yeah. happens, and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cleanse has begun, yes, as he has, says. Okay, so he's been like renowned for the past like decade or so as the premier bad movie maker. Yeah. He is worse than everyone else. He's more oblivious. He is uh, his 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 plots are more incomprehensible. His effects are worse. But he's the be all and end all of bad independent filmmakers. And and last year he announced that he was going to be releasing a five hour long documentary, a retrospective. On his not on, a documentary. Not a, thank you, thank you. Uh, v- 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 uh, um, on on IMDb, uh, it, it lists you know the, the like synopsis, the tagline, the genre, all that stuff. And uh, um, the, the, the tagline of the movie is "This is not a documentary." And then right underneath it, uh, it says "genre documentary," which kind of tells you everything you need to know about it. <laughs> but it's yeah. not like. There's no genre you could yeah. put. Like, no, the genre this film is closest to is a vlog. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so he he announced he was releasing a five hour long retrospective on on uh, on his own career as as an independent filmmaker and and like how how like how he makes his films and his process for developing various parts of of, of his films and it sounded like uh, the worst idea. Uh, I, I could possibly imagine, and uh, of all time, of all time, I uh, personally tried to avoid that, and, uh, and uh, yeah. And so I, I had no idea what we would do with histories to cinema. I mean, last year Neil Breen announced his film, and immediately I was like, oh yeah, no, it's, he's he's thought of the perfect thing. Yeah, he, he's he's thought of the and, and like now now having watched it, it's even more of a perfect pairing than I could have imagined. Yeah, no, it's the comparisons are uh, numerous. There's, yeah, both of these. <laughs> these horny jerks wasting everybody's goddamn time. Like my initial reasoning was Jean-Luc Godard and Neil Breen are both people who 
who have like fully invented a new cinematic grammar. Mm. Jean-Luc Godard with the Nouvelle Vague and later with the Ziga, with the Ziga Vertov group made films in a way that no one had before, but he, he was very influential on later filmmakers. Uh, whereas uh, Neil Breen, just through massive fucking incompetence, has created a uh, has has created a style of filmmaking that has never been seen before, and hopefully will uh, never be seen again. And uh, that, 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 that's that's the first thing. Uh, uh, they're both very political filmmakers, although one of them does not realize it. Uh, uh, Jean, 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 <laughs> You're right. Goddard doesn't really see it. Uh, Jean-Luc Goddard is a uh, massive communist. He's been making uh, explicitly communist films for like 50 years now. And Neil Breen, of course, is a fascist. Uh, his, uh, his, his movie Pass Through ends with... Uh, him committing a uh, uh, him committing a genocide uh, uh, with his mind, killing three hundred million people, all of the bad people in the world, all of the, all of the harmful people, all of the bankers and the lawyers, and and, and and the the final shot of the film is him walking through the desert, surrounded by their dead bodies as they evaporate. And in this retrospective, we learned that was his first idea yeah. for the film was that image of him surrounded by corpses yes. like it's it's smiling it's a heroic image to him that bit in the, in the documentary um, it, of, of him calmly explaining <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted and I got it to look yeah, it, like it, it I wanted out exactly how I imagined it's the it. most chilling thing we saw in either and the yes. other one showed real life fucking prisoners of war getting massacred that was so like chill up the spine fucking good lord lock this guy yeah, up no, it, it is it is that, like it, it is a real like going into this we're all like oh you know this is gonna be terrible he's a fucking idiot who doesn't know what he's doing but like I think we all assume there's going to be like some level of insight into like how he makes his films, or, but, or, but, but or, like the, the no. like moment where you get the most insight was was that moment. It's yeah. just like completely accidental <laughs> view into his fucking dead soul. Well, no, and then the later bit where um, he claims that a tiger that has just oh, self evidently right, yes. been green screened <sighs> into footage from stock footage we'll, 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 was we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Well, I, no, but like that is just another is. Yeah. is because I thought coming into this is like I'm interested in genuinely how Neil Breen's yeah, mind I wanted works. to learn how he makes these films, yeah. like like from 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 start to finish, and we got a little bit of that. Most of this film, if I if I'm allowed to to summarize, yeah, no, is course. him yeah. talking over the same. Four or five fucking <laughs> clips going, and this is the location we shot at. Yeah, and then he goes to um, you've got the list yes, of the, yeah, the okay. chapters there. Yeah, Finn. so uh, the, the, the film is broken down into uh, into several chapters, uh, <laughs> there, there, uh, and and uh, and and all these cha- the, the, the thing that indicates when a new chapter has started is the text at the bottom left of the screen uh, will, will will change, and uh, the, the, he doesn't do like title cards; it just comes up and then stays. There for the entirety of the section. The the, okay, so the, the first section is introduction. Then we have budget. Then we have scripts. Then we have character images, which we'll, we'll spend a lot of time talking about we'll that talk fucking about section. Uh, lighting. Uh, then, there is a, uh, then there is interior and exterior locations slash production value. Uh, then there is romance. <laughs> there is editing. Romance. Special effects. Music slash sound effects. And summary. <laughs> It's so good. He's like, well, what do you need to know about filmmaking? Well, well you need to know lighting. 
Exterior interior shots. Romance. <laughs> well, it was like there are two there are two theories, right, of Breen, which is like he could be like these could be being deliberately bad. Yeah. Like this could be an aesthetic choice. This could possibly be an outsider art where this is someone genuinely doing his best and it just yeah. to. Um, it, it could be an M. Night Shyamalan thing where his dialogue is purposely stilted for, to, for, for a particular effect. And it, we just cannot really comprehend the effect. Mm. Or there is the case of him just being kind of like an inept dullard who doesn't know what he's doing. Me, and me, 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 you got it. Well, <laughs> it's the no, second one. <laughs> no, I think this film gives us a third option because throughout, like, amongst the things that are deathly boring mm. in this, again, repetitive. Oh, boy. Just a relentless miasma of nothing mm-hmm. um, is that, any concrete advice or insight he gives you into his process is pro- is like not into like how to make things is generally right is like how yeah. he, with the exception of his bizarre misguided editing yeah, and, yeah. And, but like and when he straight up lies <laughs> and when he lies <laughs> but like he talks about writing down your ideas on cards and arranging them into a film and then writing like and, and like what he took, like the technical knowledge he demonstrates about how to light things mm-hmm. and, and the importance of sound yeah. show that he knows better. And it yeah. is simply the thing that is wrong with him is that he doesn't know what he thinks this is good. Yeah. It there, is, there are elements of craft which he like displays in behind the scenes footage, which is not evident on screen at it's any It's amazing. Point. Yeah. yeah. I, when, when I didn't see the, the that was kind of interesting with the from a behind the scenes perspective is like how many people he had on set yeah how much set there actually yeah. was um how many how many lighting things he had how many rigs he had yeah it was like genuinely shocking because i thought it was like oh. turn the camera on and go yeah, yeah. no what one camera and, and maybe someone at the camera yeah. when he's not there but he hired out a Los Angeles green screen studio. God, this, this, so this, enormous. This incredible, <laughs> massive green screen room. It's yeah. so it, it, enormous. Yeah, it, the green screen space was something like 25 meters. Like, he describes the yeah. dimensions a couple yeah. times. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, it was, like, yeah. It was like, over the same piece of footage that you see at least three times. Him raising his arms. Yeah, the, it was like roughly 25 meters across, 10 meters deep, and the, the ceilings were, were like were like five or six meters it, high. It is, and it is, it, it's a professional green screen yeah. studio. And mm-hmm. he uses that for the least convincing green screen. And I'm including, like, my level of nerdery is I have seen, like, the early, the late 60s BBC camera tests for what was then called color separation overlay, where they were essentially tricking cameras. And they look better <laughs> than the green screen Neil Breen oh, does. You didn't, you didn't like the um, the mystical forest that he designed? designed? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps using I, words. I know that's him. Not that's. Mm. I think that's him carefully choosing the word design because he is lying and telling people that he's <laughs> yeah. doing this yeah. shit. So let, 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 let's like try and go for this in, in like in like some sort of in like very chronological order because because <laughs> every section there is very important stuff to 
talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you are absolutely let's go, let's right. Go. So you've, you've been keeping notes. Yes, thank uh, you I, for that. Because my mind is I, scrambled. I, 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 yeah. I started. I'll keep, never I, think straight again. I, no. I, I, I started keeping notes again for, for for this episode. I've not kept notes in for the past like twenty episodes. Yeah. For this ones, I, I need to, for, for, for 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 histories of cinema. I got about like a page and a bit of notes. Mm-hmm. For, for this, I have like four pages of notes. So uh, the the movie opens with him saying, "This is not a documentary." That is the yeah. first point he makes. He wants to make it very clear that this is not a documentary, and I think by that he means this is not a like behind the scenes. I'm going to show you how I make the movies thing. Except it absolutely is. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no is, reason yeah. why you couldn't call this a documentary, yeah. but he's so insistent. Also, on so it. I like I think that he thinks it's a masterclass. But, yeah. but, but, but also, he doesn't tell you how he does a lot of the things that he no. does. He, there is, very early on in his introduction, he's like, I love films, but I don't have a favorite <laughs> film or a favorite style. <laughs> I like all films, except for the bad films, the ones you know you're bad that are bad, and I don't see them. And, and the thing it put me in mind of is that interview with Sarah Palin where they yeah. asked the last thing she read, and she said, probably a magazine. And they said, what magazine? And she says, probably all of them. <laughs> Um, the one time we thought he referred to another film mm. was when he said Men in Black, but that was him referring to one of his characters who yeah. was a, ma- a man in black. Yeah. So, uh, after saying that it is not not a documentary, he goes on to say that his, his goal is to entertain the audience, which I think uh, he, uh, he failed. Uh, yeah, he, well, in, in, in this one, yes, he definitely yeah. fails. Well, he can't ever really know that because mm. he has definitely... There are things in this that repeat so much that it is not because like so much of the aesthetic of his film and special effects is him doing cheats yeah that he don't he doesn't think you'll notice mm. and, and but, but like you have functioning eyes so you yeah. notice them and it is like like his over reliance on freeze frames on repeating footage mm. Mm. It, it goes beyond that and it is obvious like the way he did this was like he shot a talking head watch that shot some new stuff added the footage and talked over it. And then as a final pass, whenever he, he watched that again, was like, I have another thing to say. He pauses the image yeah. and then speaks over it. Mm. And then he hit export. That's yeah. genuinely. Something like, you don't know about Breen is he grossly overestimates how much you want to see his dumb face. Yes. Yeah. And he will put it over every single his, frame. Well, of his, his, his uncharismatic Dead-eyed as, face. As red, yeah. Rat eyes. Yeah, we, I we, genuinely we, believe that anyone could be, you know, the camera just has to love someone yeah. for, for them to look good on camera. And the fact that Neil Breen doesn't look good in Neil Breen films yeah. is telling about the ugliness he, within and without He him. makes jeans look bad. Yeah, yeah he, he 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 has such a like specific costume for every single one of his movies, and they all look like fucking garbage. Well, he has two talking heads in this, and, and one is in his living room where the camera slowly tilts to the side because yeah. we think yeah. the tripod was loose, um, and he is wearing quite tight jeans, and so the outline of his genitals uh, is quite clear. I and, never got there. I never saw Carl. Oh, no. I d- you can, like, I looked. I looked. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you took, you took a peek. Yeah. No, no, no. I looked. <laughs> I, I, There's nothing else going on. And, and You want to get a look at Babrinus. And, 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 and most, and, like, that's so normally is kind of inherently a statement of, like, vivacious sexuality mm. and, and openness. Mm. Uh, and yet in him, it is, yeah, it is, he just manages to make, like showing the outline of your dick 
through your jeans seem like a dad thing. <laughs> yeah. And it is just, oh, fuck me. It is just incomprehensible. Sorry, I, I can go on. Yeah. No, no, but, no, yeah, no, yeah. 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 Oh, well, I, I just, yeah, every single one of his films, including this, him um, sitting, um, you know, legs apart, like he thinks he's projecting masculinity yeah. control yeah. He, he, at he, any he, point. He, want, he wants to be a sex symbol. Yeah, and, and, it, and every single part, I think mainly because I hate him, I just I'm, I'm, I think he'd fall over from a strong gust of wind <laughs> and, and, and I do think about it. I think about him falling yeah. over and, and hurting his body. Yeah, and you enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, we, we, in the behind the scenes footage, you see him walk and he does the same walk all of his characters do, which is this incredibly affected kind of slouching lumber yeah. where his arms swing like mm. Trump's arms. Not the last time we we're going to mention Trump <laughs> in this discussion. And it is just that thing of like, that is how like he in one diet Coke ad in 1983, mm. he saw someone walk like that yeah. and was like, that's how I walk now. He thinks and he's John Wayne. He thinks he's James Dean. He's yeah. fucking, he's cock of the walk. And every, and every time he sits, it's incredible. Well, And it's just so normy. Yeah. And like yeah. that is like the thematic content of his films is always like political correctness has gone mad, but the bankers and governments are corrupt. Yeah. I think the immigrants should go home and to take over and bring justice to the countries are just the 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 radical views that every normie person has. Yeah. Like he thinks he thinks he's Goddard, but he's barely Goddo, you know, <laughs> which is to say someone who never arrives. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, quite early in this film, he describes his films as visionary, medium budget, and thought-provoking. Oh, no, he, 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 he is careful with terminology. He refers to his first two films, which is um, Double Down and I Am Here dot 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 now, as, my, as small budget, and his three after that as medium budget. He mm. has never made a micro-budget film. Throughout this, he's constantly metaphorically flashing cash by talking about how he pays everyone, yeah. which, is, <laughs> which is like good. And oh, also, he's probably good. lying. I... He does make a point of being like, I pay actors just under SAG minimum yeah. wage. Um, and for, for, for shooting 10 hour days out in the desert. Yeah, I wouldn't bring that up in my self-aggrandizing bullshit documentary, to be honest. Well, he does. <laughs> you say you wouldn't talk about how horrible the working condition yeah, on his Yeah, I probably wouldn't is. talk about that. I wouldn't bring up that. I wouldn't show any footage of the films where all, none of the women are allowed to wear bras. <laughs> It is. And, 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 I had and, never considered mm. that before. You mentioned it, and then it, it, as soon as I noticed it, like, it's, yeah, it, it's something you can't not notice. But like in in every single one of his movies, if a woman has like a blouse with buttons on it, the, the buttons are almost all undone, and and, and, he, and all, he shoots them from above, and they're all semi transparent under the lights, yeah, and, mm. and which is something I really dwelled on because and baby is milky milky. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's because it yeah. is like, he's got some big mummy milk. He's in these flicks, man. <laughs> but this kind of transparency is stuff that, like, is I don't think is the kind of it's transparency under stage lights. Like when you go out to do a set in comedy and realize your shirt looks a different color under yeah. stage lights. So it's like these women don't know how topless they are, mm. and they've never seen these films. No. Anyway, sorry, Finn. So, it's, just, um, it's just 
Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Every well, second. Uh, so uh, Vin, Vin, uh, Vin, he shows a bunch of clips from screenings, uh, which, which which he also well, oh, no, this he, is, from two from, from two screenings. Yeah. yeah. There, there's one in a in a French like opera theater. Yeah. Where, where there are two thousand people giving a standing ovation. Seven hundred. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And like he, he he did a screening of Twisted Pier, his his most recent uh, his most recent uh, uh, feature film, and uh, yeah, he, he he got a he got a standing ovation from uh, this. Uh, this group of French people who are uh, mocking him for being a fucking idiot, and uh, and he's just standing on stage with his fucking like handy cam, like as oh they all, they all love me, they all think I'm great. This is, yeah, you 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 if you make a film, you could get this as well. Oh, everyone, I don't want a spoiler alert <laughs> on, on your on synopsis here, Finn, but he does show this footage three times. Yes, the same back to back French cinema, and then obviously some yeah. um, French theatre, and with, then with, with, with the same narration over it. Yeah, with the same in exact, LA in LA, um, the exact same narration of. His adoring fans. Yes. But it is uh, the LA footage is from the audience, I think, probably ripped from a YouTube yeah, video probably. of of people being like, Yeah, and it's just so clearly sarcastic. Yes. Yeah. And yet throughout he says he doesn't read reviews. He doesn't listen to shitty podcasts no, like Shite and doesn't Sound. Read podcasts. Uh, he doesn't look at podcasts. Doesn't look at podcasts. <laughs> uh, so we're safe. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go off on this old creep. <laughs> he like, and so it is just like the tragedy of Tommy Wiseau. In some ways, is that he realised the vibe and started playing into it. Yeah. And mm. in this, either he is genuinely keeping himself blind to it, or he is so sad inside. There is one bit in the doc that shows a little bit of side eye I'm in on the joke yeah. where he starts throwing books around and he goes yeah. no, no more look, books yeah. look at camera <laughs> shit eating grin and I, I wanted to slap him around the chop it, it's the only time in the documentary he like tries to show any like warmth and it's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen yeah no it's every time every, like some people should never be happy <laughs> <laughs> well he just he thinks he wants them to be like this yeah. and thinks it's good. Yeah. And like, I was so sure one of those two factors wouldn't be true. I thought like, like this is him doing his best and he knows it's not good mm. or he, he, he knows it's not his best, but he thinks that's the point, you yeah, know? Yeah. But no, he's, he's chuffed. Yeah. He loves this he, shit. He's, yeah. He's and it, it fully is the, over it. the most convincing he has ever been in any recorded medium is him talking about how um, he thinks these films have production quality and are of a professional level oh my of God. finish. I'm, yeah. I imagine you're going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Please. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah we, so, we um, uh, he, he, he's asked about how he, about how he used to be an architect is what he did before he was a filmmaker. And architecture, yes. he talks about how that is, of course, making three-dimensional objects. Uh, I, I, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, as soon as he said ma- making three-dimensional objects, Yufa said, I mean, he's going to say uh, that the film is, the film is four-dimensional because it is time as well. I mean, he said, but, but films are four-dimensional because of time. <laughs> and space. And, and space. Um, which I really think is one of the dimensions you consider when making a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One I mean, of the, oh, ma- one of the I mean, major ones. I mean, I, mean, I mean, also time. Like, just, like, 
That, that, yeah. that's, that's also important when you're you making, when you're making yeah, the building. Yeah. It's not there yeah. for an instant. Yeah, uh, uh, he, 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 he mean, tells us that he's travelled to about 85% of the major cities of the world. 85% <laughs> of the major cities! Which is, uh, I did the which is one of the yeah. most meaningless statements anyone's ever made. It's, it's nothing, it's obviously a lie, but I did the math and I looked up cities with a population of a million or over. It's a 500 and something, yeah. and so that would make um, 85% about 439 cities that he sees he's gone to. Neil, what are you talking about? But it's clearly because what he means is that if out of New York, London, Paris, and Tokyo, like, and, and Tokyo and Beijing, yeah. he yeah. has been to the ones with English speakers. Yeah. You know, like that is, yeah. it's just so, but he is Well, I've so, never been to Shanghai, so it's got to be 85%, right? Yeah. And he, but just. A number he pulled out of his ah, eighty-five, and, and this whole thing is presented with the tone of the mixes between like I am the only person to think of this. Also, this is obvious, and you're an idiot. Yeah, but also with all the lulls, yeah, and, yeah. and like him stopping and having to think, yeah, and so, so it is a demented Alan Bennett monologue by a deranged robot. Yeah, like it's he, horrific. He he, he uh, at a certain point in the film he talks about how he 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 does like no more than four takes for a shot in his movies yeah. but in this he clearly did one take on 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 like on each of these on yeah. each of his talking head segments yeah the, the, and, and the like, film this is closest to is the zodiac killer because do you remember the scene in the zodiac killer you'd like the zodiac killer it, it's a it's a movie from 1971 that was made to try and catch the zodiac killer <laughs> oh. it was made by a guy who ran a restaurant and he was like man the zodiac killer really sucks i don't like when he's out here murdering people but so that is so i'm gonna make a film about him that'll make him so mad that he'll try and kill someone in the premiere and we'll catch him we did a good podcast episode about it you should okay, check, it check it out um uh, but there are multiple times in that where actors fuck up their lines and correct themselves on on camera. Oh, nice. And, like, this ha- is that. Anyway. And also one of the actors, well, one of the extras is the guy who wrote Chinatown. Like, 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 like two years after, like two years after being an extra in the Zodiac Killer, he wrote Chinatown. And what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Neil Breen films, and with this included, I think I said, um, at a certain point, we were having a good time at the start, yeah. just watching this moron talk about it so arrogantly about something he knows nothing about. Yes. And it was it was it was kind of the best cinema in that yeah. it was exactly what we had expected, yeah. but also different. Like his yeah. perspective was different to what I thought it would be. So yeah. it was inevitable but surprising. But then it, it was became surprising. relentless. Yeah, there's, there's a certain point in a lot of Neil Breen films where it's like, I'm sick of being monologued at by this dipshit yeah. I'm gonna choke him yes and it, it happened around uh, 45 minutes into yeah. this yes. it happens like roughly when he when he stops the introduction and starts like actually trying to tell you about filmmaking <laughs> so his 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 his, uh, his, his first professional section, theatrically released yes um, profitable respected film yes those are the that's that's, that's, that, 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 that's how he thinks of his films and like, if I was Neil Breen making films, like I just, so his, he's his, just a mediocre white man who thinks he knows how to do something yeah. and doesn't. Like it's that plain and that's so depressing. Imagine how like I've been his buildings. The uh, joke was to be like the, the they'd be shit because he's an idiot. I yeah. bet they're fine. I bet they're just, <laughs> just like perfectly average buildings, just average yeah, yeah. bullshit house, boring for dumb babies. Yeah. No, you don't. Or oh, maybe Nevada is different, but like, it, there are regulations around being an architect. Yeah. yeah. 
It, and like, you know, <laughs> a Kobe hasn't killed anyone. <laughs> I we would not like yeah. we would know, right? Like yeah. this would have a whole extra hour rebutting it. Yeah. So his uh, his his his, uh, his his first section is called a budget. And now uh, the the, uh, the 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 two main pieces of advice in the budget section are uh, 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 first of all, get a real job, <laughs> uh, and second of all, uh, don't don't ask me how much my films cost. Like, he's 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 trying to tell you how to budget a film, but won't tell you how much he spends on his films. Hi, just- I'm Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Welcome to my masterclass. Get a real job. Get a real job and don't fucking ask me anything. Don't talk to me, dipshit. <laughs> I believe it is Ron Howard's masterclass that I've seen the trailer for, which includes the line like, um, if you love anything else other than film, do that because film will break your heart. And it is a crazy situation where Ron Howard is saying something more lucid about making high quality films (laughs) than Neil Breen. Oh, no, Ron Howard's made good films. He's a good guy. But, you know... Yeah, so it's like like that's basically it for the budget section. The, the, the budget section is pretty short. Oh no, and and pay it, and and he he brags about paying everyone, right? right yes, and, yes. and uh, having good contracts with people, which is like these are things I agree with. Yeah, but I don't believe he's actually doing. Yeah. Well, but, at the point I was like, oh, it's nice if he operates in this way, and it's unfortunate he just does things bad. But then as he started lying later, like mm. this thing, it's not a documentary because it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So it's a documentary with an unreliable narrator. Yes. We went on to the script section mm. where he starts off by saying, I, th- I think scripts are very important for filmmaking. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he then describes his process for, uh, for script development, which starts with him coming up with ideas, r- writing down any idea he has, and then. Uh, on a well, note card. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, and once he has 300 <laughs> index cards. He 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 leaves them all out in in order and uh, just like freestyles a script off of that. It's just too, and like the key thing is like that is exactly the same advice as David Lynch saying, if you have an idea for a scene, write it on a post-it note, and when you have seventy, you have a feature film. Yeah. Except all of his examples are like a mix between like location heading and shot listing yeah so it is not like he is managing to have the right advice but being applying it to himself wrong it's it's so bizarre that he's so focused on the fundamentals of filmmaking at every stage where he's thinking about like the 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 the, the scenes where they would be filmed as opposed Mm. to anything that's going on and then his films themselves are so inscrutable and yeah yeah Yeah, it it, it feels like he ignored the fundamentals entirely (laughs) like But, but like that's all he cares about in this documentary like it is insane to think that any of his films have ever existed outside of a stream of consciousness just spewed into yeah. final draft. Which is like, at, at, at the beginning of his first film, Double Down, it opens with a like 15 minute long monologue, uh, all, all, all like done in, in, in like voiceover, in, in voiceover narration. Yeah. And with then, like all the narration in this horrific unfiltered room tone yeah. underneath it. And, yeah. and the entire time there are such like weird pauses in it and the sentences don't fit together at all. It feels like he's just, he's just improving the script as he goes in, yeah. in, in the VO booth by which I mean his bedroom. And yeah. no, but, but, like, but like, in his be- bedroom, there would be more things to absorb mm. sound so that it would echo less. Mm. Like, yeah. But, but like the 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 idea that he 
he he wrote that monologue on purpose is uh, uh, bizarre. That it was tw- I, at one point twenty index cards. I'd love long. to see the forty index cards of from I am here dot 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 now, where he's saying <laughs> more stock footage. Yeah, put more stock footage in, Neil. I. So, uh, so I, I've I've tried to, when possible, uh, uh, take uh, 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 to 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 take verbatim quotes. Um, yeah. uh, this this is a real thing that he said <laughs> into a camera, which he then edited and released and charged people a hundred US dollars for uh, one hundred fifty. Jeepers creepers! <laughs> two DVDs. So, so this is a this is a this is a real uh, collection of words that came out of his mouth. I typed the scripts myself. I write my scripts in a very professional manner. <laughs> but then what he, he describes all the elements you would expect in a script. Interior, exterior, nighttime, mm. daylight. I mean, just night and day. But anyway, yeah. uh, cast list. Okay. I mean, on some TV scripts, yeah. uh, on soap opera scripts, the, the cast of each scene is at the top. But he never shows us a page of script. No, he, he, and he shows no. us several massive binders of scripts. <laughs> yeah, what, what did he say the length of his scripts were? For, uh, it was his, 170 pages? No, his, 120. Yeah, his scripts, are, his scripts are, are, are like 120 pages each for for 90 minute movies. Which, which is not insane, but he says that's the rule. And yeah. you're like, no, if there's a rule, it's supposed to be a page a minute, even though that's never true. Yeah. And why is Neil Breen following the rules, man? What? what <laughs> Neil Breen, well, and, rogue filmmaker? Well, 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 he, well and, and he, he says he's not yeah, a rogue yeah, He then says that he then uh, it, uh, takes his scripts and turns them into shot lists, yeah. which reveals to us that his scripts are too detailed and contain itemized shots yeah. in them, uh, which is... Which is crazy because the films are bad. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. oh, like, but also like, 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 like the, how like, much you want to dictate what what the audience sees in a script is up to you. But it should not a shot list should be a separate creative exercise from a script. Yeah, for many reasons. Like in 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 high school, me 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 and my best friend made films in our media studies class. Yeah. and uh, uh, we we didn't particularly make good films. Uh, we. Uh, we uh, we wouldn't write scripts. Uh, we w- we would not do storyboards. We would we would not do shot lists. We would yeah. just improv everything as we went. Yeah, and uh, our films look better than his films do. Like, and like, he has like like uh, he has uh, big uh, proper lighting setups. Yeah. He has gobos. He has reflectors. He has he has that massive green screen. Like it is. Yeah, no, the behind the scenes footage. Like, yeah, it just, it is genuine. Like, the new impressive thing about Neil Breen isn't that he is, like, some ragged man who's made films. It's that he has taken resources with which you could make a good film Mm -hmm. and and makes bad, ugly, bad-sounding ones. Mm -hmm. Like, the real achievement of Breen is that it's not like, oh, he's shooting on a handicam. He's shot on... And film, yeah, and then use the video tap tapes that are badly deinterlaced. Like it's he's making effort to make things look worse. So, oh uh, my god! So then he says, uh, I, have, "I have a lot of uh, symbols and messages in my film and uh, in, my, in my films, and p- p- people ask me what they mean, and uh, I won't tell them." So my, theory, which is also sort of a thing that David Lynch says. My theory is that Neil Breen knows he's seen symbolism, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't know what it's for. And so he's like, here's a thing. Ooh. It symbolizes Ooh. 
Does it symbolise anything to him? No. It just symbolises. Well, and and yeah, and the juxtaposition to make with Lynch is that Lynch won't explain because he thinks everything you need is in the work, and I believe that to be true. But also because it, it, if you do your job right, symbolism should be evident even if its meaning is not. And yeah. like so much of yeah. the appeal of Twin Peaks is looking at something and being like, I don't think any one human can tell you what all of it means, yeah. but mm. it does fit together. Yeah. Whereas Breen, well, it's well, just and, like random shit, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. And, and with Lynch, like if, even if, even if you don't give the individual images, they are still powerful images. Yeah, no, it, there's method in the madness. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, like Breen well, is just madness. Yeah, like when someone is eating creamed corn in reverse and saying gum and boja over and over again, you're like, yeah, this is fucked up. But then when yeah. when, when when Neil Breen is like, he's got like. A black stone in his hand and he's clenching his fist and it seems to give him magic powers you're like no, are you, are you no. about to talk about character objects of, uh, character images so, uh, we'll, oh, sorry we'll, we'll, we've got to do the film production section oh, first fuck me no we're so, gonna uh, die in, in this section he says things like I shoot very standardly uh, I, I, I oh, he talks about his great respect for the Hollywood system. Yeah, uh, he says yeah. I, 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 I only do three. Uh, I only do uh, uh, between three and four takes. Well, per no, shot. he says his shooting ratio is three to one, and then says he does three to four takes, which yeah. is not what. The, anyway, yeah. um, uh, he says that as both the cinematographer and the director of photography, I take the images of my films very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and of course he he uh, he he ends the section by talking about. Uh, how, uh, you know, I, I always try and have motion in my shots. I think it's very important to have motion in your shots. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a motion picture. It's, that's what we're <laughs> no, for, baby. It's, no, what, it's moving oh, pictures, everybody. No, what, what he is talking about there is a theory he has read on in a pamphlet or in a half-watched YouTube video about how things should always be moving within frames and there should always be, like, gesture and movement, even if the camera is static. Well, 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 so, yeah, but, he but never so, demonstrates. So, so sometimes, yeah. some, like, I, I, I think, like, when he's talking about motion, like, he, the, 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 the examples he's, he gives are like, oh, people are just moving their hands around. Yeah. They're like, and then he says, oh, you could like, have, have a camera on, like, a slide and then slide the camera around. So yeah. it's doing stuff. So Which he, is, he, he, like, he, 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 means, he means both things by it. Well, yeah, and he's technically right. Mm. He just, he just like, with all of these things, he's technically right. He just does it very badly. Yeah, so, mm. okay, so, so this is where we get to character images. Yeah. The longest and worst part of a movie. This part <laughs> fucking sucks I, shit. No, I this feel is, like I was in that conclusion forever. Oh, no, the, the conclusion there, but, but he's like trying to give actual information in that part at certain points. Yeah, but there's this, some this, stuff there. It's also, it's the conclusion is at the end of this crucible. Yeah, and, yeah, and so you're like, <laughs> you're and, right. Yeah, that, it, says, it says summary. The light at the end of the tunnel yeah. is an oncoming train. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, so in... in, in uh, <laughs> So it's it's never fully clear. This was what, the worst part. Yeah, it's yeah. never fully clear what he means by character images. I had to ask, like, is that a, a, a term that he's read somewhere well, or and something? And I said there are like several things he could be referring right. to. Yeah. There could be he could be like costume and makeup designs. It, it could be test shots. It, yeah. it could be like some writers do draw their characters. Yeah. yeah. Um. Or like there are there are many other things. It could be text about. The characters, and there, there are actually many other things as well. It's none of those. Yeah, it, 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 again, it's it, like it, it turns out what he means by character images is he just 
for an hour and 15 minutes, he just shows <laughs> clips from all of his films. I think at one point it seemed to me, I thought he meant like each character should have an associated item or motif because he kept, he started by showing us a lot of um, the guy when, when kids, they find the dark cube that, mm. which is in, that's in, in fateful findings. In fateful findings. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, no, like that character is kind of like his image is kind of that cube, but then nah. it just becomes yeah. like footage of women in bikinis. Well, so, so, so like what, what he does and what he continues to do for the rest of the movie is he takes about, he, 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 he like cuts each film down to about 15 minutes and then, but in a random order. No, no, no. It's, I think it, I think mostly it's in chronological. It's order. almost it the same feels, order. It, okay, it yeah. uh, for random, most of them, yeah. one of them he switches it up for. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he 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 like he cut, <laughs> he cuts down he cuts down his films to about fifteen minutes each, and then just plays the footage through for an hour and fifteen fucking minutes. Separate there is no, images. There is, is, there yeah. is no recourse. There is there is there is, there is no moment where it lets up. It is just that. I thought you, well, you never seen a character image. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like like God, and like in 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 that section, I felt how like you guys felt throughout all of history to cinema. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it, is, it is just a montage of his fucking movies, and there is n- there is no information added to it. There, he's not even mixing up the like the, the movies or the order. Which they appear, it is just going chronologically through Double Down, going chronologically through I am here, dot 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 now, going through Fable Findings, and, pass through. Fuck, and when fuck, he fuck. repeats it again in the future, sometimes he narrates a bit, but the footage is always slightly rearranged somehow, or slightly trimmed down. So you don't even get the monotony of, oh, exactly this again. It's like, oh, I've seen this, and then it'll cut to another thing you've seen before. Yes. Yeah. So you can never just tune in and relax out. It's constantly jarring you. All of the edits are like, almost every edit is either too soon, too late, and I would say 80% of them are in the middle of a word. Yes. Like, yeah. it's, it's like... If I commissioned an editor to do parody bad editing and he submitted this, I would say, no, people would try more than this. Yeah. Like, like this, this, this is the like worst case scenario of someone writing, directing, like like writing, directing, producing, and editing a documentary. Yeah, it and is, like prior to that, it was like Alex Jones, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, but, but like Alex Jones has more charisma than Neil Breen does. Yeah, yeah. yes. You can put a camera on Alex Jones, yeah, he's going to go off. Yeah, no, exactly. radical ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if Alex Jones was in the same room as Neil Breen, Neil Breen would cease to exist. <laughs> this guy's such a fake. I, I just had that. Yeah, Al- Alex we Jones were, would take all his pills that turn him red. <laughs> <laughs> There was a bit enlightening about how there was police lights. And we, oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Finn came up with the theory that the only way to get their lighting was that he had to commit a crime in the police. Car. And I've only just thought of, like, the idea of Neil Breen as anything but highest status in this situation. So, like, Neil Breen dealing with the cops. He immediately cows. He's like, yes, officer, no officer, of course. Like, he crows about getting all the right permits and paying to yeah. use every location. Mm. And that seems like a brag in this, but it's definitely, he's like, oh, hi, I want to shoot in your university. Um, I'll give you some money. But like, <laughs> yeah. he is definitely, and I use this phrase ironically, a beta cuck in real life. <laughs> yeah, right? but, like, but in, his, in his head, he's an alpha. Because oh, every, yeah, everything yeah. he says 
is about how much he controls the situation. Yes. It's freakish. Oh. A lot of the lighting section is dedicated to him showing us footage and telling us over whether he was able to control the lighting. Yeah, like, I could turn the lights off here. I have full control. The of the university couldn't do a fucking thing. You turn, I could flick those motherfuckers back and forth. It is... Yeah, and, 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 oh and, my and, god and, 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 and it goes on for, you don't yeah, the, 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 the line section is like 40 minutes yeah. but at, 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 at the beginning of the section he says lighting is critical to filmmaking to me <laughs> rinse and repeat Look, the I'm, same fucking yeah, shit I'm yeah, just yeah, glad I mean, someone I mean, has finally said it yeah, so he, he says that and then he he like <laughs> literally reuses shots and narration from the film production segment for for forty fucking minutes, and just says like, "We use some lights in this one. In this one, we just had one light. In this in this scene, we had a lot of lights. Well, in this scene was a shot at night, so we had all the lights off. And this is the biggest example I think of like oh. when he talks about principles of lighting and like controlling highlights on shiny tables and like using gobos and slits of light to create dynamic images. Yeah. Like, he is right. And even some of the setups he demonstrates in the behind-the-scenes footage look good. Yeah. And then he cuts to the finished footage, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what do you... The, the, they, what do your they, fucking colour curves look they, they like, They all look mate? like fucking trash. And it is... It's... Yeah. But, like, you could learn how to lay a film from this. Yeah. You just should not look at any of his examples. The, 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 lighting, the lighting section is also when he starts lying. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> start, that's the start of the so major <laughs> lies, right? There is, there is a bit where he, he's showing a scene from Twisted Pear. And I, I yeah, I, the, the caveat I want to put on us saying that he's lying this is not us going Sue us. No, yeah, fight me. Fight me for real. Oh, I, will, no. I will die on this hill. Oh, no, but there's like, like no, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't want to sue. I don't want him to us for stealing his film. If he wants to sue us for slander, but it is like, there are many times in which he shows us a shot from a film yeah. and then tells you something about that shot which is false. Self-evidently false. <laughs> yeah. You are looking at like genuinely on, like he doesn't do this, but it's on the level of like, if I showed you a scene from uh, uh, the great train robbery and, and was like, in this, which I directed, <laughs> this color film had synchronized sound. Yeah. And you were just like, no, no, no. It no, is a man. So we are not just hysterically calling him a like he is. No. It's, it's, and, and the lies compound. Because yeah. at the start, yeah. we were like, maybe he's uh, just being an idiot again and he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, 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 no. He yeah. wants you to think that he's a brilliant. We should, we, uh, we should talk about the tiger. Well, we'll, because we'll, we'll get to the tiger, we'll, right? Because we'll, we'll we'll I. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the tiger. So the the like the the thing where he starts like where, the thing where he starts obviously lying is he is showing a clip from Twisted Pear where his character and the love interest are sitting in front of of an like a, of, of like an electric fireplace and there is like a slit of light across both their eyes and and he says uh, no it, it, it's not it's a 
across both of their noses. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's because they've both shifted back so yeah. the light isn't in their eyes. Yeah. I think I realized in the section, if this is this is possibly to inside baseball, is that I realized that one of the things um that marks Breen out as amateurish is that he doesn't make people look into light. Um mm. and so eyes people's eyes are shadowed a lot because right, yeah. it, that's what you want to do when there's light in your eyes, but that means the the light can't reflect into the camera sensor. Right, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so they are sitting in front of this electric fireplace with this, like, strip light on their faces. And Neil Breen in voiceover says, to, like, highlight the intimacy between the two people, I just want to use a single lighting source. But then you can see on the side of the fucking frame, taking up about, a, about like, a fifth of the, of, of the right side of the frame is another light, just, like, just making, just, like, Full, full, like fully lit the, the other side of a frame and then there is the fire directly behind them <laughs> there are two other lighting sources you can see in yeah. the frame when he's and, going on about how he controls all the lights in the university yeah. shot him, <laughs> and then you can see downstairs and it's just like the whole downstairs is lit up <laughs> just, just, could you not control that <laughs> it is so okay, so, so just so, a wailing exorcism of delusion. Yeah. So, so then we get to the the second worst part. Carried images is just boring. It sucks and it's shit. And but, it felt like it was we were inside it for an infinity. Yes, yeah. But, but 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 then he gets to interior and exterior locations slash production value. Oh my which Christ! Which is when we start to feel like we were going insane. Oh my Christ! In, in oh this, my Christ! In this section, oh my Christ! He does the same thing of just no, showing the footage again. No, all right. Before then, I, have, I just have a question. Okay. When I refer to a location as an interior or exterior, um, Finn, what is an exterior location? Uh, it, uh, it is a location that is outside. Um, and Ben, an interior location, where is that? It would be inside. And I think, like, I get, you know, we, we recently had, you know, you've never heard of Endgame. We get so specialised in our knowledge. But that is, I think most people on the street would understand that interiors are things inside and yep. exteriors are things outside. Um, how has Neil Breen made five, six, including this retrospective, not a documentary, and doesn't, because he uses the term seemingly interchangeably, <laughs> um, he refers to... Yeah, it is. He, there's no. I was. I was trying to be like. Is there a logic? No. He uses them ra- like. Yeah. Genuinely randomly. He, he 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 will often describe things that are green screen backdrops. He'll describe them as sets, and and, and he'll like just, that. Like and, that's a, that's but, an accepted convention. Sure, but like he, he he will describe this like no, them like they are sets. Yeah, yeah, like they yes, were there. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. He describes them like they are like they are really oh. there, and, and like. He'll describe this like there's there's these scenes on the green screen where he's like in front of this like magical like fucking forest and he and he described and he describes that like it's a location and he keeps calling it an exterior, which is it was an insane way to talk about this this fucking like this. There's this thing you found on like Deviant Art that was listed on the Creative Commons. <laughs> the most Neil Breen thing about this Neil Breen film is that there, there's frequently throughout he clearly thinks his special effects are much more seamless than they yes. are. Um, and so there's a lot of him talking about like in this locations bit, he talks about great locations he's worked at, which are transparently stock footage that he's cropped and green screened himself into yeah. mm-hmm. or stock 
stock images and it is like he and like not it's not ambiguous mm-hmm. he is no. lying yeah yeah and it's the, the, it's he, that's what you want neil he, Breen he, making it's, a, it's, it's the lie of a child yes it's 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 it's, it's, it's incredible no but like and, and it's like, like a young child yeah there was a guy in my high school who was famous for lying about everything it was his thing and he he would there was one time, like, me, me and another friend were like... At primary school, I think that was me. We're in computer class, and we were we were looking at pictures of, of like, fast cars. Because yeah. we're, we're, like, cool kids. Cool guys. Yeah, we were looking at these cars, and then he... Um, uh, he, he was sitting on the, the bank of computers like opposite us. He looks over his shoulder, sees us looking at cars, and then pushes off the desk on, on his, like, on, on his wheelie chair, and, and like, then, like... Then like slides over to us and he's like, "I've driven that car." <laughs> <laughs> it was like it, it, it was it was like yeah. it, was, it was like a Bugatti or something. He's like, "I've driven that." I and we're like, "No, you haven't. You're you're like you're 14 years old and you're you're like under five foot tall. You've you've never been around a Bugatti. You've never seen a car in your life. And, 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 and also, and it's he goes, physically no. impossible. Yeah. And, and he's like, "No, no, they 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 they, they you know it's, it's like a pretty small seat, so they they, they need someone small to drive in." So they, they, they got me to test it out. They got the only small yeah, guy. They got the only small guy. Watching this is the first time since the second year of high school that I felt that I felt someone I lying actually, to me. I so knew Neil Brain in high school, and he was banging like three of the teachers. And I swear to God, I, it, it, that fucking horn dog. I have not like we watch films which are tapestries of lies, even documentaries. Yeah. But I have never felt more lied to. Yes. You know, yeah. and it is in that sense of like, like, yeah, no, but like you ask a toddler who can just speak why they've shit themselves and then they say it was their dog. Yeah. You know, like mm. it is that and- Nowhere else do you find content like this. No, incredible. Like we at the end, we will keep going. But like Ben, you were talking about how like it, you feel it in your core. This yeah. it it is. And I was like, is this what it feels like to see the real ring tape? It is. It's troubling. There's something hypnotic about it. I felt good. I felt I've I've seen a few films like this. It made me so mad. I felt like I was. There was a part near the end of a film where you were slumped down in your, in your seat, screaming, "I need to come! Somebody suck my dick!" <laughs> I, I just like very loudly. You talked a lot about pissing your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, "I'm going to piss! I'm going to piss my pants! I want you boys to piss my pants! Get in my pants! We're all going to piss!" And like, that, and like that's the only rational response. To yeah. film. And I like out of context. That sounds like like cheese monkey random 12 year old kid full of rabina but no it's genuinely it's the this, only logical it is, reaction it, 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 it is the state that the film induces in you my and, brain went into a state where it was trying to reserve some kind of humanity in me you know and it was like what you need to do Ben you need to go into like a fugue state yeah, where all you can go, say we're, 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 we're shutting down all the executive we're functions down, we're shutting everything down and yeah. all you're gonna do is piss your pants I I really like I think, like, if you made someone watch this in VR goggles in a sensory <laughs> deprivation tank. No, no, okay, no I, 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 do, I do not want to even think about that. I know, this has been keep going, please, for the love of God. But, like, that's, that's, such a, that's such a fucked up idea. Yes, so I, like I do not like it. But, like, Finn, you know when you were dead, 
and the way you watched Meet Joe Black and and Ugetsu was that you went up to the Criterion shelf, you pick up a video book because it's heaven, uh, it was transmitted immediately into your brain. Like doing that with this would be like that Junji Ito story about the man who gets trapped in his own dreams and turns into a twisted slug monster. (laughs) Like it would be like... There should be health warnings on this. Yeah, but like yeah, like Neil Breen's five film retrospective is is the best currently existing adaptation of Uzumaki. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, uh, like yeah, I yeah I can't like it might kill us. Like we might. I I feel strong. I feel stronger than ever. No, I just it will be like we'll be one of us will be just be crossing the street one day. Oh, and when we'll we get overhe- final destination. <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we'll no, we'll overhear a strangest conversation that will include the phrase retrospective. Our mate, our brain will freeze uh, and forcibly replay and retime the whole film, and a car will hit us. Like <laughs> as, <laughs> as strong as I feel now that that Neil Breen has failed to kill me, and I feel stronger and powerful yeah. and faster and better than I ever was. <laughs> I do think if I ever hear the phrase production values working, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to split. So, yeah, the, 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 like, the most fucked up part about the production values section <laughs> is that you come out of it knowing less about production so, values. So he, 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 he does a thing he does in the previous ages where he just he just shows the same fucking montage of all his clips before, but, 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 but now he just like, he'll just like point something out in the frame and says, oh, that, that, that's, that, that, that's production that, values. That's production values. There's no connecting thread no. He just goes through every single scene of every single one of his movies and just says production listen, value. Listen here, we're, we're, we're outside of the scene with production value. Listen, listen to me, you fucking listeners, you, you lucky pieces of shit. Yeah. You listen here. Maybe you think you know what production values <laughs> mean, but you don't have a fucking clue in your head after you watch this goddamn flick. Yeah, it is it's the I word. Have no idea. The it, is phrase, like, it becomes like a mind virus. Yeah. The phrase production values now feels rancid in my brain <laughs> yeah. like oh like yeah and there was one point where he is showing a clip from Twisted Pear it's him walking through it's him walking through the, the like science l- like labs of, of, of the universe he's yeah. shooting at and he just didn't says, have control of the lights yeah. there there's a clip of his camera just opening a door and going through a door and he's like yeah we're working doors on this it's <laughs> real production value he thinks the fact that he can go through a door is an example of like of incredible production value in his do, movie do your buildings not have doors Neil <laughs> no, he's ne- like, what do you got some Minecraft building yeah, he's, he's, he's only ever made like buildings with beaded curtains. <laughs> yes, yeah, like yeah, like from how he makes films. Yeah. Yes, like oh god, uh, it's like it is upsetting. It is, it is. It takes forever, and he says production values so many times. He says production yeah. values. Yeah. So yeah. Then, okay, so then we get to romance. <laughs> 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 Did you guys go to film school? Did they cover romance? <laughs> I know. So I, I've I've taken oh like five years of media studies classes. Yeah. Uh, like we've 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 talked about it incidentally, you know, it's it's a part of a lot of films. Yeah, man. But uh, no, I, I, can't, I can't say we ever did like a full semester on it. Romance, go. So. In, in the romance section, uh, he starts off by saying, like, oh, re- regular romance, where someone's like, oh, I love you, and the other person says, yeah, I love you too. That sucks. I, 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 I want to do something more interesting with my romances. So, like, 
Like, like in my first movie, his wife like dies, and then he like meets a ghost. Like that's what, what, what about that? <laughs> Imagine that. Like, no, no. But he doesn't say that. He goes like, like in my first movie, Double Down. Yeah, where a man's wife dies, uh, and then he. Uh, and then he meets like he yeah. is remembering he, as he tells you. Yeah, he, he 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 is he is never invested in a teleprompter. No, but, but and, and that would be so like I do not. That would be so much worse. <laughs> like the idea that this was scripted. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. So the like most important thing about Neil Breen is that as a screen presence, he has zero charisma. And 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 as and as an audio presence, he has somehow less charisma. He is uh, like just like in, in in front of or behind the camera. He is the least charismatic person to ever be involved in a film's production. Yeah, yeah. no, I've I have seen a lot of uh, student work mm. um, uh, as both performers and technicians. Yeah, uh, I I have seen a lot of work with non-professional actors. I've seen a lot of work where people have been coached to give deliberately bad performances, uh, and I I do not believe that charisma on screen is about attractiveness. No. Um, but there is something so relentless, and because like at points you kind of want to warm to Neil Breen, but his like leather turtle hawks shit of a face like, just resists any yeah. like he is the opposite of a smiley face. Yeah. You know this the cartoon of a human, the empathy yeah. engine. He is just like he is a barrier. Imagine it's twenty eleven and you are hanging out with George Clooney. Yeah. Now imagine the opposite of that. <laughs> That's a meal break. Yeah. So uh, he 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 says a bunch of cool stuff like uh, 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 like all, all all of the romance in my films is done within the context of them being sci-fi fantasies, and then shows a clip of uh, of uh, a clip from I am here dot 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 now. Oh, sorry. Uh, dot, uh, dot 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 dot. Yeah, yeah. Where where uh, where where he is wearing uh, a a very terrible like a ghoul mask, and he is lying on top of a woman on her bed, and uh, their faces are right next to each other. But like he's got his mask on, and she's like making out with his mask. Uh, late, later, there's a great behind the scenes photo of him posing with the mask that I that I tweeted. Yeah, Check look, it out. It looks like him with a mask of friends. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he shows literally just like 15 minutes of him uh, of all the scenes in his movies where he makes out with. Or undresses uh, a series of bored and uncomfortable looking women, and 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 and, and throughout it just goes romance. That's romance. Romance. Well, romance. Some more romance there. It's like you know, this adds to the romance. <laughs> there is just nothing more discuss. Like the the thing, the great freedom this retrospective has given me is that it has revealed that brain knows better and does worse. Mm. And that's nowhere better emphasized than a montage with the label romance of all the shots of topless women lying face down on beds with their arms up to show side boob. And it is just like that. So clearly his thing. Yeah. And like, that is not an inherently bad thing, but it is labeling that as a romance <laughs> where it is like, no, that's a bad thing. And I am right to mock you for it. Yes. There's no no human has ever been through circumstances and a context that makes that okay. Yeah. Like it is good to bully Neil Breen, is what I'm so saying. Then, then we're on to the editing section. Oh god. Where, where he describes his process for editing his movies, which is he he, he films all the footage. I mean yeah. I mean once he's done with the footage, 
Uh, he 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 goes through and he he chooses the shots he wants, and then he gives it to his editor. Well, he, he, he sits right with yeah. because why do a job? Why do a job you just have to pay an editor to do, and which you could do, and they would just copy, mm. and it is just worth stressing. And like he 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 has no belief in editing as an art form. Like for 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 out, he keeps talking like oh, I've worked for the same editor on my last four films. He's a great guy. He's a great great technician. And we see like yeah. and, and like his his belief is this guy is good for clicking things yeah no that's what he exists for he never misses the relationship he is describing is between an editor and an assistant editor yeah because he is he is emphasizes he is making all the creative choices he's doing all the shot selections and like i'm not an editor but if i was hired as an editor on a neil breen film and he said well i choose the shots i would be like no then you don't have an editor yeah like it is he is this is like his bound sound is so short and he empirically does sound wrong like just just listen to his films yeah. or this documentary but like yeah editing is the thing where you're like no you are you are this is there are many different ways to edit mm. Not this. Yeah, so yeah, his, his description of, of the editing process is, I choose the shots, I assemble them into, into a rough cut, give that to the editor, and then I sit with him, and we... And then, elbow to elbow. Yeah, elbow to elbow, and we streamline it, I make all the creative choices, and then once we're done with that, I take it back to, like, I, I take it back, and personally, I do, like, four more passes by myself, and then I go back to him, and then we do another pass, and then I go and do a bunch more passes by myself again, and then that's the movie. I uh, want to apologize just very briefly for the any audio um, that you're getting of me clicking my knuckles, something that yes. I stopped doing two months ago. <laughs> uh, so then we're on to special effects. Yeah, baby. Special effects section. Can yeah. we can we uh, preface this by saying Neil <laughs> Breen thinks that he, props he, are special yeah, effects. He's, he's not fully sure what a special effect is. <laughs> yeah. mo- mo- most of the special effects section is him in his living room holding up various props from movies and being like, well, isn't this nice? I, I, I made this. this. Oh, he took, there's a big book and he shows it and he talks about how he made it from scratch by buying books and gluing them together. <laughs> yeah. And that clip ends with him opening the book to the first page, looking at, faking looking at something, then going at the camera and going, ah, a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then shutting the book. And, and then it immediately like jump cuts to something else. It is incredible. I, I think that's when it... Okay. So... I, ben, I want you to talk us, to us about the tiger thing. Are we up to the tiger? Uh, uh, it was this section, and I uh, think it acts right, as yes, a yes. key for okay. it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, he, he starts off a special effects section by saying, I designed all the special effects and all the stunts myself, and I only put things in the script that I know I can pull off. Uh, he mostly just shows a bunch of props. This was the point where I wrote, uh, these are all just slideshows of essentially no context or information. And, and, then, he get, and then he says, the thing that broke us. So, okay. So, so okay. So, um, if you've seen Birdemic, right? Imagine yeah. if James Wynn from Birdemic, the director of Birdemic, told, came out and said that the birds from Birdemic were real birds. <laughs> or like, even if Alfred Hitchcock said that about the birds. For the birds, for birds. <laughs> if anything, if Stevie Spielberg said, I'd go, I found some dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. What no, if I, Pixar- I, I, I found a real E.T. for this movie. <laughs> it took me a while. I had to go through it. Was, it was a hell of a casting process, <laughs> but I found one. Okay, Pixar, 
Pictures, Finding Nemo is a documentary about it's a docu- real fish. We yeah. just filmed these fish. <laughs> but imagine, like, it's like, it's so clearly a fucking fake time. So in the movie Pass Through, there is a, there is a, there is a symbolic green screen tiger. It it's is so fake. It's, it's the like fourth and, lead of the film. It's in most of the scenes. And, and uh, he, he like goes up and like, and, and like has these moments where, where he like communes with this tiger. And uh, it is very, uh, just an update. Both Finn and Ben are standing. I gotta stand for this, man. Yeah. So at the beginning of the film, he sees a thing that is not a lie. He shows a clip of a tiger and says that tiger is not CG or animation. Yeah. Which is correct. It is it is stock footage of a tiger that he has that he has green screened into the film. And we stopped for a second and thought he's not passing the tiger off as real, right? And no. we, we we joked no, about no, it. We were yeah. like, that's ludicrous. There's no possible way he could yeah. mean that. What he means is it's not a uh, yes. green screen. And then three and a half hours later, <laughs> in the special effects section, he sh- <laughs> he shows the clip again and says, This is a real tiger on top of the hill, on top of a stone. <laughs> it's not CGI, it's not green screen. You can, you can see the fucking outline around it. it. The black points of the two combined images are different. It is like you do not need to take this into a like it just yeah you, you don't you don't need Captain Disillusion I for can, this I can fucking tell because of the pixels and it's wrong <laughs> and I can tell because of a green outline around the tiger and I it is worth stressing he is doing this over that footage yes. he, 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 is, he is showing you the footage while he is lying to you about something that and, is self evidently true of the footage and this sounds so much like a prank I have clipped this and tweeted it it is like check you, it out folks it's it is, unbelievable and think about the and it is the hubris yeah he he thinks everyone is so dumb and he's yeah. so dumb it's uh, it's amazing yeah. he, he thinks he's cra- like he's Trump he thinks he's cracked the code yes. which is that he knows he's lying but if he says it people will think it's true he, yeah. do- he doesn't give a shit but, yeah. but, but, like he, but like he doesn't even have the the like modicum of charisma that Donald Trump has at certain points yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely not no. slim grasp on reality there's like it's it's such a he never explains in this documentary about how he makes films about like how did he get the tiger <laughs> like why wouldn't you bring that up oh, I, t- I, t- I told you Ben I went to high school he, he, talks, he talks he talks for fucking 12 years about how he got all the permissions to film at the university so he can turn the lights off and on he never mentions how he got the fucking tiger it's a tiger the fourth lead of a movie it's this fucking tiger there's another shot of him later <laughs> later in this segment where the tiger's like clearly in Siberia and and, 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 and he doesn't say anything and I'm thinking the whole time you want to say it don't you Neil you want to say that this tiger's in the same room as you yeah so like right after the tiger scene is when he shows the clip of a desert full of bodies and says this is my first idea for this movie didn't it turn out great this is exactly what I wanted it turned out perfect and is that the scene he needed the massive green screen for? No, 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 it no, was, no, no, no. It was, it was for the. It was for the. Is that in here too? It was for the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Deviant forest thing that he got, and then he said that he said he designed. Yeah, this one of the like main uh, backgrounds that you see in Twisted Pear. It is. You, it's this like purple, watch the trailer. Yeah, it's it, that yeah, one. It, it's, yeah. it's this like ethereal purple forest. It looks like some lo- some some like World of Warcraft fan art. Yeah, and, and it sucks. Yeah, he looks bad on oh, it. It, and it's he said he designed it. it. This background on it on its own is fine. Yeah, oh, it is I, I, just, I'd, I'd have it as my desktop background. Yeah, in like, 2004. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like 
a, a nice Winamp skin. Yeah, you know? sure. Yes, and and then I mean he he ends the special effects uh, section with just behind the scenes photos of 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 every single green screen he's used in his movies. So you just you see you see the green screen in this hallway. You see the green screen in in, in the road outside his house. You see the green. And it's so now- wild that he he lied about the tiger. <laughs> And he lies about the tiger. He says, this is a real tiger in the special effects section. And also a key thing, a key detail that really sat with me about the montage of green screens is that it is all video footage. There's no sound, but it's not silent. It is just the room tone. So it is just like watching a video your grandmother has sent you of the new window she's had installed <laughs> and in the background you can just hear her air conditioner going yeah, you, you, and you, 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 a, just hear, you can just hear her cells decaying there's a case to be made that like okay he, he made this um, it's a professional thing he's selling for $150 Lord Jesus Christ but that's it's, not, it's not including sh- international shipping but it's just a thing that he did because he wanted to show the behind the scenes thing but the whole fucking time he's bragging about how good he is at movies yeah. Yeah. and in this movie that sucks so yeah, and it is if, if he actually had a sense of humility about his films, like th- th- this, this could be a useful tool for low-budget filmmakers. Yeah. It would be like running for electoral office saying you're tough in crime in the same speech as while you are selling someone heroin. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is... It's unfathomable. <laughs> well, and it just, like... It just is just, and it's just delusion and incompetent. Yeah. Just, he shows that he knows just enough that he should know better, and but just is bad. He's his, just bad. His like, brain ain't good. Yeah. Sp- sp- no, sp- I think sp- his brain is fine. He's just bad. So, sp- speak, speaking <laughs> of delusions, and now we get to the, the music and sound effects section, <laughs> which, he, which he opens by saying, for, "For all the music I use in my films, you know, I, I don't know how to write. I don't know how to write music, but for all the music in my films, I find like existing pieces of music and I buy the royalties for them." Yeah, which, like he, like he, he, like he, he, he means he buys the, for like license to. To like See, to, to to like cheap music libraries, it, it but, does but he, he keep? But he but, but like he keeps saying that he buys the royalties for. Does he mean that, or is he trying to convince us of some other I, lie that he thinks royalties I, mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so what scared. I think it is is because his his films. Uh, frequently have one or two soundtrack songs that he repeats over yeah, and over yeah. so again. He, he, yeah. uh, uh, d- d- uh, in in Double Down, it is there is about thirty seconds of music which he just repeats. On, he he he, say, he says in this part he usually buys about five or six pieces of music total for his entire film. Yeah, and, and I think you can go to there are many good websites mm. that have stock music yeah. and you can buy like a yeah. five pack um, where you get the for for three hundred US dollars where you get. The the rights to use songs and probably there's an upgraded one which is like five hundred dollars where you can use it for you know and you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah. with it and I presume he just does one of that and then just whenever to insert music he just randomly picks one yeah like and doesn't mix it like extended bits of his narration. Uh, uh, the audio is incredibly bad because he clearly recorded it too low and had to boost it, and so it's incredibly noisy. Like, yeah. remember what well, our I, first I, I, twenty episodes sounded I, like? It sounds like that. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, he's playing that over footage, which still has the, the music and the voices of the footage left in. Mercifully short, though. This section, yeah, this, this section is but, two and a half minutes long. No, no, oh, here is in the editing section. He showed us, shows us a couple of screenshots of like his node arrays in in. Um, in 
Black Magic Fusion for special effects um, and, and his premiere pro timelines, which show he knows how to properly change and organize clips. He says they're very complicated. They're not. But like he knows how to properly control sound levels. And so he it is laziness. Yeah. Like he knows he's, he's pretty lazy with his. He talks about hard work a lot, but it's. Like very was, lazy in a lot of ways. There were so many cuts in those timelines. He knows how to cut out noise. He knows how to cut out footage. He simply chooses not to. Mm. So then, then, uh, then after this, uh, uh, this, this two and a half minute reprieve, we are finally onto the summary, the uh, final section, uh, which opens with him playing that same footage from the beginning of a crowd screaming in. He plays <laughs> the same footage in the same order with the same narration. <laughs> But we won't see it again. <laughs> uh, so then, then he 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 like he starts off the section by saying, uh, "You know, uh, don't listen to it. Don't listen to anyone. Uh, all all, uh, all critics are uh, are morons. Uh, don't show your movie to anyone because they'll uh, they'll tell you it's bad." Uh, 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 the, the, this is also the, the distribution section, but but it, he keeps talking about the movie like, "Oh, well, I'll talk about this more when we get to distribution." But then there's no specific distribution distribution section it's just part of the summary that he doesn't even really and, call and out it's him just talking about how distributors are evil yeah and, and like yeah. He, he he doesn't have any more footage at this point so it's just a 15 minute long static oh. shot of, of him <laughs> of him describing the like process of of like of like signing a of like signing a deal oh no and it is it's a beautiful alan partridge david brent monologue because it is him talking about business negotiation and how he sells his films yeah, and, and how he like plays hardball and stuff and it is like listening yeah. to it he does not realize how clearly he's giving away what a nightmare he is to interact yes, yeah. with on any level. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like, oh yeah, no, they never ask for any of those things because they don't want to start a conversation with you about anything. Yes. Um, he is, of course, pathologically obsessed with people stealing his work. He will not show people rough cuts. He will not show people screeners, oh, yeah, which yeah, means yeah, that yeah. rough cuts and screeners are pointless. Yeah, yeah. He goes on like a five minute rant about screeners. And and says like, if you're making a movie, you shouldn't send screeners out because like people just steal them. And if you do, some people like so some some people like oh just 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 put a little just put a little watermark in the corner. No, you have to have no. You have to have big tickets across the entire thing saying screener not for commercial use. Like which like, is the most in five and a half, nearly six hours. <laughs> Uh, of a documentary, not a retrospective on how he made his films, is the one time he gives a specific example of mm. what he did, how he did it, and why. Yeah. Like, that is the one time. Yeah. It is. Nobody and- got the fucking tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, okay, that is a real tiger. He has just done such a bad job of grading mm. and lighting that footage that and, it looks and, that and, fake. And, and grooming the tiger. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think that would be his first time grooming someone. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's 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 around this point where he starts. It's implicit. It's his vibe. No, yeah. yeah, no, there's definitely yeah. yeah. No, I got it. He 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 comes off as, as a super out, throughout the whole thing. No cast members follow him across films. No, yeah. it's it's. Uh, did I say it on this podcast that like no no one in any of his previous films or in any of his later yeah, films yeah. like he's in all of them obviously. But only the editor seems to have the stomach to tolerate him. <laughs> well, and because that editor is getting paid essentially free money. Like, that yeah. editor actually has an incredibly sweet gig. And probably a lot as well. Like, if, if Neil Breen's fast and loose with his cash by the looks of things. I... 
Oh, unless he's just lying. Which, like, yeah, which, yeah. which is also which is always a possibility. So, um, at, at around this point, he starts uh, talking about major cities again. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he talks about how um, all of his films have been released theatrically, and how he distributes films himself, and yeah. how he deals, and how mm-hmm. he <laughs> just calls and harasses cinemas. Yeah. Uh, and none of them ask to see the films ahead of time. Yeah, because the quality of the film is not what is attracting people. Well, it is, but not in the way, you know. You don't yeah. need to see a Neil Breen film first before you screen it, right? Yeah. You need a running time. Yeah, uh, yeah. He sets the ticket prices. It's just, he's a nightmare. Yeah. And, and, and then so it, 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 it essentially ends with him being like, so, I believe it, I've demonstrated, but it is possible for you to be a theatrical filmmaker on a low budget as well. And he it f- plainly hasn't. It's no. the biggest lie of all. Yeah. And yeah. And like, as, as we said, the, the reason that he is a successful theatrical filmmaker is because everyone knows that he's the worst filmmaker in the world. <laughs> and, and, and like, and, and he is a laughing stock and no one will ever love him. He's going to die alone in <laughs> no. fucking Las Vegas where losers go to die. No, he loves himself. <laughs> do, yeah. do you think, Ben, you've spent the most time thinking about Neil Breen because mm-hmm. either he loves himself a hundred percent, yes, or he feels absolutely wretched no, and no, puts no. on an act. Not even a, not even a hint of that. Not even a. You could not. You could not look at any of this shit with a, yeah. with an ounce of self awareness and go, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it yeah. is like it, he's it, not it, a it, psychopath because a psychopath wouldn't make things the, this lazy. No, but yeah, if he had a single ounce of self respect or like a self knowledge, he could have still made those films, but he wouldn't have made this film. And and this doesn't feel like. Yeah, he's telling on himself so bad. This is the bad filmmaking equivalent of when people are like, oh, you be, why are you being so anti-conservative when you're anti-racism? You know, like he's telling on himself. Mm. Mm. And like, I, I just want to make very, very uh, clear to everyone. Uh, we'll, this movie was five hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. This is it's like the second or third longest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's an abject waste of time. Yeah. And uh, no one should ever go near it. You so, could cut, someone could cut this down to the best bits. That'd be about it'd be about twenty five minutes. Yeah, well, I the, the you, you lose character images entirely. <laughs> I wish I knew a white hat hacker who could hack me Neil Breen's raw footage yeah. mm-hmm. because I think the thought I kept having watching it was like, I think you could. There is a thought exercise in maybe taking this retrospective or any of his other films and just doing a cut that is by someone who actually not even knows what they're doing, gives a shit. Yeah. And because it would be like, it would be so easy to just get a, like, download a free LUT and apply it to the look of his films and it would improve them. To go through, do or easy auto, like, the automated. The automatic exposure color curve settings you could apply, like that alone, like automatic mm-hmm. audio ducking yeah. and normalization. Like, it, I'm not even talking about like, oh, what if you got Roger Deakins to grade <laughs> this footage? I'm talking about like, what if you let iMovie assemble it, you know? Like, Christ. Just briefly photoshopping Neil Breen out of every shot. <laughs> 
that would be pretty. It would be quite funny. Yeah, no, to like Bill and Garfield. Garfield. Okay, so okay, we can sit down yeah. now. So, uh, Finn, Nicol- Finn Sound Nicholas. Yes. Neil Breen's five film retrospective, Shite or Sound? Uh, I honestly believe this is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. It is. It is. Uh, it's excruciating. It is. Uh, it is ridiculous. It is a failure on every level that Neil Breen wants it to operate on. It's like it doesn't even work as a piece of self-aggrandizement because he sucks so obviously. Like it. It is. It is. I mean, a few years ago at the film festival, I saw a documentary called "You Don't Know Me" in OMI, which is a documentary on the legacy of Showgirls. And it, oh yeah, yeah. It was broken into a few different stations. One, one was like uh, talking to people who think it's a masterpiece. Uh, one was talking to people who think it's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And the third was talking to people who think it's a masterpiece of shit. Yeah. And this is an achievement in bad filmmaking. To to end all achievements in bad filmmaking. This in the future will be the like Rosetta Stone of how to make a bad movie. And it. And but with all of that, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now. I'm never going to watch a film that is worse than Neil Breen's five film retrospective. Fucking hold me to it. I, I, I agree with almost everything you just said. And the thing I want to add, it, yeah, to me it is shite as well. And it is shite because I think it illustrates one of the great ills of modern times. And like... And, and Chaplin in general. And, 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 all, <laughs> and all of... <laughs> and in all of history and all of history which is white men with power and privilege doing something and immediately thinking they're good at it yeah. and then spending the rest of their lives being bad at that thing visibly and it is only now that we have uh like the the arc of history is bending a little towards justice that we can see examples of this, but like Neil Breen isn't just bad. He's the enemy. Like he is emblematic of what is wrong. Yeah. I, even if I disagreed with that notion, which I don't, (laughs) I don't, I'd just be like, yeah, he's the enemy. There's no, like, even if I was like, like, nah, man, it's cool. No. Hey, hey, well, I hate. Yeah. And, but like the gift this film has given me at least is n- like that my genuine fear coming into this was that he would be someone who transparently has a lot of issues that are getting in the way of him expressing himself and he is doing his best and we have all been laughing at someone who through their circumstances has faced some struggles and is doing his best to express them. This has released me from that. This guy knows better, is lazy enough not to, and fucking shitty enough... Like this guy sits in audiences of people laughing at his films and think they're la- and think they're laughing with him, and while at the same time he's definitely sitting there being like, "Oh yeah, I didn't even do a second editing pass on this thing," <laughs> and they love it. They're all idiots. Like he, it is okay, and in fact, the morally right thing to do for us to all mock Neil Breen. Yes. yes. 
Um, so, but Ben, shy or sound? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my favourite movie. No, um, I, I was trying to think. I'm, I think, obviously shy, but it, the other front runners for the worst film mm. I've ever seen weren't nearly six hours long. Yeah. And I think that really, like, as simple as that sounds, no, that fucking takes yeah. it. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Hotbot, which is the previous um, front runner for worst yeah, film I've yeah. ever seen, um, was was like three Hotbot films that were all just as bad as Hotbot and I had to watch them all back to back. That would be a worse time. Well, a, a recurring thing we've discussed on this podcast is that like length is not the issue, it is pace. <laughs> because we ha- we've watched like five-hour films on this and four-hour films that... that- you know, you feel their length, but it earns them. Yeah. Yeah. The, this thing is leaden, repetitive, horrific. It is mm. nearly six hours long. It has max two hours of footage in it. Yeah. Maybe 90 like, minutes. If, 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 you, if you watched, like, Neil Breen's first four movies in a row, it would be about as long as this, and it would be, be like, like 85% the same footage and it would be just as terrible, but it would be so much more enjoyable. It, like what, this, this movie manages to suck the joy out of Neil Breen. It, it might be parts of this film, the parts where it's just like, the first time you see um, uh, the majority of the film um, condensed down to a, a five-minute montage or whatever it is, um, might be the better way to watch... I am here dot, 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 dot now yeah. and pass through, which are bad sets. The other three rip. They're yeah. great. But those two and are- that, Just for the record, that's double down, twisted pair and- Fateful, fateful Findings. Fateful Findings. Of course, Fateful yeah, Findings. Like, if you're going to watch a brilliant film, start with Fateful Findings. Yeah. That's his most accessible work. Twisted Pair is his best. Um, so we all agree that it is- shite yeah do you guys want to hear a five star review uh, th- this film is not listed on letterboxd.com because no, it doesn't because because they do not think it's a movie so um which I, I can see an argument for but it means that uh, i don't get to log this and it doesn't count towards my end of year stats how cruel it's very it's, um, oh, it's but, frustrating but i have found a five star review of twisted pair that attempts an, an overview and i think it speaks to a lot of what we've spoken about this is by john f mcgar um five stars and a heart I think it's about time I give this guy an honest review. Neil Breen is a... Oh, sorry, I just remembered. In the close-ups of his editing workflow, it has, like, uh, shots yeah, are yeah. tagged, like, Neil, uh, Neil on green screen, Neil close-up. Sometimes... He has misspelt his own name. <laughs> Sometimes it's N E A L. And and he also keeps on talking about how about how complicated the editing workflow is when his his timeline has like almost nothing on it. Uh, yeah. And his like his the close ups he shows of an audio timeline are less complicated than the average episode of this, which is not at all like. Yeah, we've got edits and some sound, but it's not anyway. Um, <clears throat> Neil Breen is a unicorn. There's nobody else like him, and I don't know how he could exist. <laughs> His films feel like they were made by someone who has never seen a movie before. I think that's true. I disagree. But he, I, I don't think he's ever paid attention. Yeah. You know? Um, but he also shares a lot of aesthetics as David Lynch and un- Andrea Jodorowsky. Well, like, that's true. He must have a love for cinema. Because why else would he self-fund five films? Um, he mm-hmm. talks about how he's excited in the future to work with funders, which is uh, a troubling idea. <laughs> There's two explanations for Neil Breen. 
but both are equally nonsensical. The first is that he's a delusional narcissist. This one is the most likely, since he casts himself in every film as a messianic and or righteous being. Every film he's made has his face on the poster. Every film he's made has his face on the poster. But that would mean that Breen doesn't realise how amateur and ridiculous his films are. No, he doesn't. Like, no. that is that is the one thing I come away from this having learned, yeah. is that he genuinely believes that these he, look he, good. He, 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 thinks all, he thinks the images of him flying up into stock photos are, uh, like, perfect cinema. Uh, granted, there have been people like Tommy Wiseau and James Nguyen, um, that's the room in Birdemic, yeah. um, but they both became somewhat self-aware after their first hit. Neil Breen is five films deep, now six, and still struggles with the basics of filmmaking. The second theory, th- theory for Breen is that he is a self-aware prankster. I didn't come up with this theory myself, but I think it does hold water. There are so many times when I watched a Breen film and thought, he has to know this looks like shit. <clears throat> Some of the dialogue and cuts in this film have perfect comedic timing. This movie ends with Breen quoting E.T. with a straight face. He even lights up his chest with his finger. Yeah. Uh, oh, he repeats just that. Pair ends uh, period, I'll, I'll be right, right, right here. here. And Points to his heart. A default Photoshop lens flare appears mm. with a hard cut. It's yeah. so and I would say he shows that shot five times in... <laughs> like... Mate, like five is like the low end. He, yeah. he, he like he ends every single one of the seg- every single one of the individual sections with that shot. Because it's a final shot of a twisted pair, and because he's got for each of us fucking chronologically every single time. Uh, um, in oh god, the alliterative one. Forbidden double double uh, faithful findings. Faithful findings. That no, I think the footage we see the most uh, in the retrospective is uh, the him flying around the exploding building at the end of Faithful Findings. No, exactly. The exploding um, building is also twisted. It's also just and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have not. Uh, Finn has uh, watched some more recently. Ben has seen them. I I have. I know I've seen Faithful Findings and Twisted Pair. Right. Yeah. And I've seen I think one other, but I can't. They're a mash in my brain. It was a while ago. Well, no, Twisted Pair was when it. Anyway. Um, was when it came out um uh, uh, even the titles of his films sound like they're taking the piss (laughs) twisted pear sounds like a testicular torsion it does i am here dot 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 now has a four dot ellipsis which is incorrect there should only be three (laughs) it is a far reach to claim that breen has been masterfully trolling everyone since 2005 but on the flip side his levels of delusion must be immeasurable i don't think it's immeasurable i think it is just a guy who is like i've never been no one's ever told me i'm wrong or when they have they were i think we literally have a measure of it and it's called neil breen's five film retrospective and i i that like he's a unicorn like yeah okay it's pretty wild that he's made these movies but I've met guys like that it's all of my mum's ex-boyfriends every single one of them Uh, overall I think the best explanation for Neil Breen is that he is either an extreme example of the Dunning-Kruger effect which is uh, that people who are the least expert in a field are the most likely to overestimate their knowledge or an extreme example of Poe's law which is the the internet culture idea that you cannot create a parody of something that is more extreme than the thing you're parodying. There'll always be more sincerity. Mm. Twisted Pear might be his best film. It's still a mess, but you can tell he's actually growing as a filmmaker. The film actually has lighting in it, which is huge given how his... 
debut film literally had none. The end credits of Double Down say, lighting, none. (laughs) Green emotes and exclaims in this film, which shows that he's growing as an actor. He even tears up for one scene, which was surprising. Um, He is definitely using the menthol eye spray to make himself cry. His eyes are very red. Like, once you start recognizing it you when almost whenever people cry on camera they're using that anyway Mm. most directors use filmmaking as a tool to express themselves i guess you could argue that neil breen has the purest expression of any filmmaker because he is unhindered by the lack of talent or budget andre tarkovsky had to express himself through the limitations of a camera whereas neil breen doesn't understand and is therefore beyond those limitations. <laughs> like oh, beautiful sentiment. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's, uh, who, who, uh, who, who, who wrote that? That's John F. Gar. Great, great, great job, John F. Gar. Uh, well, well done, John. John, I guess is top four. Yeah, I think shot. pretty, pretty standard top four films. Uh, one, uh, uh, yeah, it uh, okay. One uh, is what I like it. Popular as a film, very popular as a film, Oscar Oscar nominee, but more popular as a poster. Uh, uh, on um, in, in like dorm room walls, uh, Godfather, Pulp Fiction, ding, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the next one is what's better than this? No guys being dudes. Is it, is it No Country for Old Men? Yeah, it is No yeah. Country for Old Men. <laughs> uh, the next one is quite hard to remember. Is it uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine as well as mine? Memento. It's Memento. And the last one uh, is this director's best film. It's about the police. Gremlins 2. No, but tonally you're in the right-ish place. It's a genre film with a tilt towards comedy. Hot fuzz. It is. Hot fuzz. See, like, good. Good top four, mm, right? Good flex. Uh, so Ben, ben McGugan, you're on, like we ha- I think we've talked before on this podcast, even in your absence, about how much we like your YouTube content. We, we, we uh, how you. can people find your YouTube channel? It's at uh, Ben McGugan on um, on Ben McGugan on everything. Uh, um, spell McGugan, maybe. M A C G O U G A N. You were recently a guest on the worst idea of all time. Yes, uh, New Zealand's uh, premier uh, bad film podcast. Oh, let's see you, how this you, one goes. Which you were, uh, <laughs> which you were uh, very very good on. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. And where else can people check you out? Um, yeah, I'm Ben McGugan. I don't do Instagram. That's the good. one I don't really do. Yeah. But um, if, elsewhere if, I can be found. If, if you live in Auckland, you'll be able to see Ben do comedy sometime. And he's he's great. Yeah. 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 Oh. No, you just are. Oh, please. Um, no. We only have good comedians on this show. Uh, man, I, uh, thank you for coming and doing yeah, th- such th- a, thanks, ben. a horrific. A uh, uh, I'm we lying. Will, <laughs> we, next time we have two easy breezy 90 minute films, we'll give you a call. Yeah. <clears throat> And we don't normally take two full days to do this. <laughs> um, normally it's one full day. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, hey, Finn. Yep. Finn. Yep. Where can people find you online? Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, you can find the show on Twitter at ShiteSoundPod, or you can email us at ShiteSoundPod at gmail.com. Check out our website. It's at ShiteAndSound.com. Uh, if you like me uh, and what I do, which I, I, I hope you do, and if you don't, don't tell me, uh, check out my social media. I'm on... 
most platforms as Youther Lives and sign up. you can sign up for my newsletter at bit.ly slash Youther Lives again and I have two other podcasts because everything's going great for me there's the audio drama anthology The Witching Hours and um, The Slow Path where me and my partner watch Doctor Who until we die what are we watching next week Finn? Next week we are watching a classic of Marxist cinema Gilo Pontecorvo's The Battle of Algiers and with that we are watching the Chris Hemsworth starring remake of uh, Red Dawn our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blam check him out on Bandcamp and in three shots of New Zealand film Cousins uh, if you like the show uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends tell your friends I'm, come on we know we're in acquired taste but it would help if more people acquired it <laughs> Uh, so you must know someone in your life, the weird, quiet kid whose favourite film is Gummo. I think they would <laughs> dig this show. Movies are good. Except for Neil Breen's five film retrospective. Go, Go watch him. Finn, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing uh, actually really bad. <laughs> like, really, really badly. <laughs>